0: The Joe Rogan Experience Podcast is brought to you by the Fleshlight. If you go to JoeRogan.net, there's a little picture, a little, little Fleshlight logo, and you click on that, it takes you to the Fleshlight website, enter in the code name ROGAN, and you get 15% off. Oh, here we go. So good. Freaks. Neil Brennan really is in the experience. house. Ah. We're ready to get the party started.
1: Brennan. You, uh, you film this, too, right? Yes, it's on Ustream right now. Yeah, it goes. They got uh, a, you got your own camera over there, Joe? Yes, yeah, so there's a camera for you, Great. there's a camera for me. I was going to say, me. if you want some, come. Thanks. Hey, come get a piece of this. I mean, you got to get a piece of this camera. It's crazy.
0: <laughs> Maybe i get behind you every now and then. Change, yeah, no, come on switch over. Switch the no, mood seriously. up a little. The door yeah. is always open. Well, we used to do it on the couch. We used to get a big view of all three of us at once.
1: But I saw that with Stanhope, I think. Yeah. Or I okay. saw it with somebody, and it was. it seemed... Seemed odd at best.
0: The couch is wicked uncomfortable. It just wasn't good. It wasn't good for talking. You think that a couch would be like really comfortable to sit in, but nothing can fuck with a good office chair. Yeah, like they got office chairs figured out. You know, yeah. you get yeah. in this sucker, and you know it's, it supports your back. Your arms have a good, comfy place to rest. It's way better to sit in office chairs. The couch
1: office is... chairs now sponsor the show. Correct. They should. <laughs> oh wait, that's a like. I think ahead.
2: I think movie theaters are fi- figuring it out too now because they used to have like really good, comfortable chairs where that you could have like the thing the the
0: uh-huh, that goes up where you put your drink in. Yeah, that you can
2: make it a couch. The other day I went to a theater and they had torn out all those chairs and went back to the old style where you can't move the the, the armrest anymore. And I was hmm. like, like wondering why and then you think about it was a lot more comfortable though like the actual chair part so now I think they're just designing what the, theater was that like uh, the old uh, man Universal man universal uh, city walk uh they really? yeah they're that's crazy nice that's irons, probably yeah.
0: they were dealing with too many douchebags doing stupid things to those cup holders yeah
1: and I think by douchebags you mean Mexicans. Right? <laughs> I was
0: gonna say Mexicans but I'm glad you did instead <laughs> there is no more if you want if you're from out of town you're like you're from Illinois and we don't have a lot of Mexicans out in Joliet this is what you need to do just for a fucking goof take a trip come to hollywood and the Mm -hmm. first thing i need you to do is go to a movie at city walk on like a friday night yeah and there's two things going on there's the movie and then there's the show where the young mexican kids are yelling out at the stage trying to make each other laugh
1: yeah which is funny it's Sometime. annoying. I mean, again, if you're prepared I've, for it, yeah. If you've, I've heard fun, people yell funny shit out. I was with a girl once, <laughs> and she
0: yelled out. I've heard of people yell funny shit out too. But I was with a girl once, and she yelled out at these guys that were talking while the movie was going on, and she didn't tell me she was going to do it either. She just turned Ugh. and and this is when I first moved to Hollywood too. Right. and I was fucking ultra paranoid. I'd heard all these crazy things like when you're driving down the street, if you guys will drive with their headlights off, and when you flash them to let them know that their yeah. headlights are on, well, it's a gang initiation yeah. thing. They have to yeah. find you and kill you.
1: That's because I was out here then '93. Yeah. That, that's like where get like NWA and all that shit was yeah. still hot, and it was <laughs> it was scary. It was. I mean, I don't know if it was all all paranoia, but it it was like, it felt different.
0: There's a lot of posers. There's a lot of people that were really legit gangsters. Like, I've read up, there's a great book about the the, the Crips and the Bloods, mm-hmm. A History of gangbanging in L.A. It's a fascinating book. I'm sorry I forgot the title of it. There was it, but... one,
1: There was an HBO documentary, too, that was really good. Yeah.
0: Well, it's I mean, it's been going on since forever. You know, I mean, it's just, it is the way it is. But when rap music and gangsta rap got really popular, that was when, like, the whole country started to be aware of this, and then people started acting like them. Yeah. You know, So anyway, the point is, I'm in this movie theater, so I'm with this girl. She's a nice girl,
1: she's misguided. You know,
0: excuse me, would you please shut up? We're trying to watch this
1: movie. I'm like, oh, fuck. Was she misguided for saying that, or for going out with you? For saying that,
0: both. Both, clearly. <laughs> but clearly for going, uh, you know... And going
1: just, to 10 immediately. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. then that becomes yeah, the automatically your responsibility. Yeah,
0: and I'm like, I'm going to die. She had done a couple of things like this before. She would, like, cut off people in traffic and shit. Like, if someone got in front of her, she would, like, speed up, go into the oncoming lane and cut them off. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, she was fucking crazy. Uh, maybe it's Chicago thing. She was from Chicago. How long did
1: you date
0: her for? Like, a year, Nice girl. She was a nice girl other than that. It was weird because most of the time she was super friendly. But when she felt like anybody was fucking with her, she would get like really angry and, and like go to 10, like you said, like right away.
2: You know what I think they need at movie theaters, uh, going back to that, is that they need to... I know that you're supposed to turn off your cell phones during movies yes. and stuff like that. But... Instead of if you see some guy ruining the movie, that the worst thing is actually having to go out, find Do an something. usher. Right. Imagine being able to like text it or going to text a projectionist, hey, just so you know, it's fucking quiet in here. Or yeah, you but know, then or you're
0: like, encouraging texting and complaining. I, I,
2: I completely agree, but it should be like only for emergencies. You know, like.
0: No, you can't ensure that people go to emergency. You know, use it only during emergencies. When you give people the option to text, I mean, look! Look at fucking YouTube comments. That's what you're gonna get in your texts. Yeah. You're gonna get those same retard[s]. They're just, you know, first. Yeah. Someone's exactly. gonna go first. Yeah. The exactly. minute they get in the theater.
1: Yeah. Uh, I have. Uh, I
0: don't care if people text during a movie. Really? Don't care. Yeah. I care if they're near me, man. I, yeah. It's I don't like the blue light. I don't even yeah. care if
1: I'm doing up and someone texts. Like as long as they're not. As long as it's not. I'd way rather them text than talk. Yes, I agree. Because I love to text, so I get it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I enjoy it, and I I don't want to... I certainly don't... Are you rocking an iPhone? Yeah, I'm rocking an iPhone. Okay. You
0: don't fuck with droids? Look
1: at you. I fuck with a droid. Yeah. I fuck with the HTC Evo 4G. How'd you like it? They should be ashamed of themselves for releasing a (laughs) telephone with that crappy battery. Yeah. Really? Ashamed of themselves. It's that bad. The fact that it even went to market... Yeah, Yeah, this iPhone is the best Anything I've ever had. That's the problem yeah, with all the 4Gs
2: and Androids. All the 4Gs and Android phones all have, usually have the worst battery life, mostly because of the screen I size. I would spend and, uh,
1: most of the day managing the battery. Yeah. Oh, I had a, a Droid
0: for a day, the Droid 2 with the slide-out keyboard, for one day. And I brought it back to them. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. The battery, I t- played with it for 20 minutes uh-huh. with a full battery, and it had half battery life. In yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And they're like, oh, you need to download, you know, this Yeah, you this gotta get an app manager. manager. And it's and like, come on, man. The fuck I do? You yeah. Need, you guys need to get your shit
2: together.
1: Yeah, why yeah. can't they figure that shit out at all?
2: I don't know. But outside look, of that... Look, they
1: can't figure out how to shut people the fuck up in movie theaters. Yeah. Gonna, I mean, look. We can put a man on the moon. We can put a man on
0: the moon now, but... Try to get Mexicans to stop yeah, yelling out funny
1: shit. Keep Mexicans out of City Walk. <laughs> the
0: the phone itself though is pretty good, right? Mm. Uh, other than the battery the life. iPhone? No, the HTC Evo.
1: It's fine. It's, I, I, it's you, cool. I was always nervous about. It was like I worked for the phone. Like, look, I gotta get. I should like get off because I don't want my phone to act crazy. Like. This is, it was fine. Yeah, I could hear everybody. You were always worried about
0: the battery life. Constantly. Yeah.
1: I'm still a little bit worried about it and I haven't had the the phone for too much. That is a
0: fucking terrible feeling, man. When you're looking down and your shit says 10% battery life left and like you're out. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Fuck. I'm so turning off. You're like like Cinderella right now, bitch. Eventually,
0: it's going to chime midnight, and my phone's going to turn into a turkey. I was
1: going to go with the uh, Back to the Future thing of like my hands disappearing. What was that? Uh, when that. Marty McFly's oh, yeah. hand would disappear? Yeah. When he looked? Fine. Yeah, it's like it's you, you have dope. that
2: picture when you time travel and you always have to look at and make sure you're not like destroying So
1: you're an older guy. Cinderella's more of a reference for you. <laughs> I have daughters. We're young guys. Um, we, we keep up with the hot movies like Back <laughs> to the Future, <laughs> which came out 26 years ago. Yeah.
0: That guy does stand up, Biff from Back to the Future? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does stand
2: up. Yeah, yeah, I always see him at the comedy store.
1: You, you do? Is, yeah, real nice guy. I've never seen him at the store. Oh when yeah, is he
2: there? I've seen him four times there. What and, is his name? Uh, fuck, I don't know. But Tom something. He's yeah. Tom Wilson. Nice. Yes, yeah, there you go. He's real nice. And actually, there was—I know how many people hate this—but they they had that this class there, you know, that taught comedy to people or, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And he actually was making an appearance to do like a speech. Was the last time I saw him there.
1: Right. You were taking the class? No, I was just out smoking a cigarette. You were teaching the
2: class. (laughs) No, I was just there, hanging.
0: Um, I don't have any problem with classes. A lot of people do, and they say that the people that are teaching the classes are losers, and that's why they're teaching the classes, and they have nothing real to teach. I think anything that lets people just try it, and and yeah. some people like some sort of a structure, and that is a structure—the structure of a classroom. You know, you're curious. You know, you have a job you don't like. like God, maybe I try open mic night. This a comedy class—I'll just sign up for that, and that's a step.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah. I think it just—it's will get it's a hard... not like everyone that comes out of it's awful.
0: Yeah, it's not like there yeah.
1: there are good comedians that have come out of it. Sure, I just... don't—I can't remember any of them. But like, here's what I'll say: that are the have the top twenty comedians of all time gone to a comedy class? No. Yeah, it's not necessary. <laughs> no. But it's not, you know...
0: It's a start. It's a start. Yeah. It's any, sort of a, it's any sort of a jump start. There's something about comedy, man, that's just very daunting. The idea of getting up for the first time with only your own words and no one helping you. Some people are like, hold my hand, hold my hand, get me on the stage, you know? Yeah. It, that's all they need. They need, so
1: it'll help. Yeah. So go ahead. And, anyhow. This, we're sponsored by Neil Brennan and Joe Rogan's comedy club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're gonna start one up next week. You you started comedy later
2: in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, are you? Did you grab onto it quickly, or were you always um, in the scene? And so I was you...
1: always in. That's how I know. I've known uh, old man Rogan here for uh, 19, 18, 19 wow. years. Wow. Yeah, he used um, to work. Uh, I, would, for... I worked the door at the Boston Comedy Club uh, for Barry Katz. I made two hundred thirty-five dollars a week. Uh, which did Barry take a cut? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta give me fifteen. I don't know what to tell you. Welcome to show business. Oh, that's a good um, one. That's a really yeah. good one. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. So I was always just around it, and uh, but I was. I don't think that I. I was more like shy and retiring, and like ah, you guys go ahead. I couldn't. I could never. Right. And I also. I also judge my own desire for attention. Be like, what a low impulse to want attention from strangers, and then uh, you know, and then at a certain point, I was like, I want attention from strangers. (laughs) (laughs) But also, I was sick of other parts of show business telling me that I wasn't funny when I was positive I was. Um, If I'd write a script, and they'd be like, "Nah." Okay. And then you go do stand-up. Or- we had this exact same uh, tone of the
0: conversation with uh, Brian Posehn yesterday. We were talking about writing and the idea of delivering stuff to people that aren't funny. And they get to judge you on whether yeah. or not it's funny. And how hard it is to make a fucking TV show. It's, it's, yeah. it's unbelievably hard to get past all these people that
1: uh, have a say. You know? Yeah, well, Posehn, I saw Posehn, we both did two days on the Oscars. This year. Did you really? Yeah. The Oscar telecast. And uh, because Jordan Rubin, who's a funny dude, and I've known him forever, was like, hey, will you come? Judd sort of supervising. So I was like, all right, Judd Apatow. I was like, getting Judd's good graces. Do like two days, me and Posehn. They, we pitch stuff. They use none of it. And then I saw Judd like a week later. I was like, hey, are you doing anything with that Oscars thing? He's like, I don't know. They send me shit, but I don't know. So I was like, "Oh, okay." It's just they use Judd to like get you get in, get everybody else, and then and then it ended up being an atrocity. The funniest part was I was just shitting on it on Twitter, just going <laughs> off on it, like and do like being really funny. And then it, the telecast ends, and it's, like, written by Neil Brennan. I was like, fuck. people <laughs> <laughs> were like, wait, did I just see Neil Brennan? I was like, look, guys, it was a different time. Did, did you <laughs> have it's to almost write...
2: Almost a year ago. Did you have to write the fake conversations? of no, we just tried like? to come up I with Are Br- fake conversations completely? Most of them aren't. <laughs> <laughs> They're
1: Most, totally scripted? The pattern? Yeah. all yeah, scripted? like, I'm here, we're here tonight. Like, the 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 guy... Well, Next. I should
0: say, literally, I've never watched an award show ever. I've been in Good a couple, you, man. I've been in like the Spike Award shows, a couple of those. Right. I've never watched one ever. ever? That's great. Never. That's
1: I've... I. Uh, I almost didn't do the Oscars thing because I hate award shows so much because I think they're awful. For the the idea. Yeah, exactly. They're just they just make everyone that's not there feel like shit. Yeah. And they encourage losers to, like, you can dream and you can be here. No, you can't. Unless you have crazy talent, you can't be there. I
0: don't have any problem with that aspect of it. My problem with it is, first of all, the idea of judging art is ridiculous. Because yeah. it's so subjective, and it's so inside. And what you get is you get the the people that judge it have so much influence over what gets released because there's people that target those people with their work. Yes. Just because they know that these type of movies get this type well, of response. Well, that's what's funny is
1: having cast a movie and, and been... is. And it drives me crazy. And I even see... You know what's crazy? I see it in podcasts as well. People uh, will cast... who, Like in movies, they'll cast the person from the hot TV show. So if there's a movie, they're like, you know we should get? A guy from The Wire. Right. And it's like, oh, what a great idea. Yeah. How do you think... I remember when I was pitching... When you pitched to direct a movie, I directed a movie for Paramount called The Goods that Piven was in and Callan. I love that and, movie, by and the thank way. Thank you very much. Yeah, It's funny. People didn't see it, but... Um, and, uh, so I remember I was pitch when you pitch to direct the movie, you have to go like some casting ideas. And for one of the casting ideas, I was like, you know, who'd be great in this part is Warren Beatty. And they're like, that's a great idea. How did you think of that? And it was like, I watched the movies <laughs> yeah, right. and I saw Warren <laughs> Beatty. Like, but that's an idea. You know what I mean? It's like it's a fucking sheet of paper, and it's like he's good, he's not good. But the idea that they they go like, we got to get the guy from the wire, or we got to get the guy from the office. Like everyone from the office, then they're the only people in comedy with value, is like because they're the critically acclaimed show. Yeah, uh, that it, and then people can't even see straight where they're like, oh, Tina's a great Tina. Tina is really funny, but they're like, Tina's amazing. All that Palin stuff that she wrote. She didn't write it. Seth wrote it. Seth yeah. Myers wrote it. Like, right. but the idea that you can't—it uh, just becomes like, did you? Someone said to me today, "Did you see what Trace, uh, what Tina said about Tracy?" Yeah, it was fine. Like condemning Tracy. Right. Uh, but these people just get such a markup, uh, yeah. which you've probably never gotten. I would get it during Chappelle show. Is like, what's next for you? What
0: do you, you? What do you mean by a markup?
1: You get like a. You get upgraded automatically like everything my ideas are better because of because that. of that just right. automatically
0: yes I, I agree with you i agree with you about like the office and every yeah. steve carell movie has to be brilliant he's yeah. always hilarious uh, yeah. that's, what, that's, what,
2: that's why i like no name actors like remember when we first saw what 300 uh, mm-hmm. like like all these actors sure, were right. like yeah. yeah like brand new to Meanwhile, you or... I hate
0: that dude now yeah I know but <laughs> he still annoys yeah. the fuck out of me now well, yeah. I'm
2: sure he's a great guy I
0: don't hate him I'm just saying yeah. I, I, every time I see him in some fucking stupid Jennifer Aniston movie yeah, with he a didn't. goofy smack of his Elliot, his, uh, his, his lips all fucked up. Get El- out of here,
2: Elliot too from Super Eight. Uh, he's brand new kid, never been been in a movie. Already can tell that kid's going to be in movies now. And there's like a oh, bunch that's of actors. What they do man, yeah, that's great. Well, yeah, it's you know. funny like
1: what they you do good work or personal work, and then they'll go. Um, like I always used to say to Chappelle and most deaf, after we do a sketch, I'd be like, "Fellas, it was a great sketch. Hollywood called, and they want you to play cops." You with it? It's like like Hollywood calls, and then you're fucking upgraded into some shit you didn't want in the first place. But you're so award shows and shit like E and Entertainment Tonight. It's good for your career. You should do it. No, no, but it, but it, yeah, yeah, but it, it, it like trains you to it brainwashes you Mm -hmm. into thinking like that Hollywood is valuable. And you just fucking walk like a zombie toward Hollywood and go like, "Where do I stand? Huh? Here?" Well, then what you start getting
0: that Hollywood pussy, and that's when that's when the game changes. That's when it does become valuable. Yeah, you know, when you go into a club and everybody goes fucking. You ever seen Chuck Liddell in a club?
2: Yeah, I,
1: I, like a couple yeah. months ago, I saw. Yeah. Him. yeah,
0: you've seen Chuck Liddell in a club. You, you when you see that level of fame, you know, and you go, that's Chuck Liddell,
1: the MMA fighter. Yeah, yeah. it's I, see. That's what's funny is I would mean nothing to me like you could but be you're chuck not liddell. a young whore he could be chuck liddell <laughs> um are you chuck liddell yes uh, so. uh do young whores go crazy because oh, i wouldn't notes. even think girls would know an mma guy other than wow like, that's boyfriend. hilarious that's i'm hilarious. so out of the mma loop i know you're you're the exact opposite uh but i'm not i'm not for it against it i just am out of it a huge percentage of
0: girls know who those guys are huge it's a big percentage but to a point you're also
2: in that world also and like like my girlfriend doesn't know who any of these people are and either did the prior or the prior like none of them did like Mm. there is a point but those
0: are girls that are willing to fuck you think about
1: this I mean the the, the low level of broad we're talking about I mean the real trash there's not many girls fleshy and tired easy (laughs) they're human fleshlights go ahead there's definitely a
2: a huge a bigger percentage of male yeah yeah for sure yeah my point is
0: the reason why these guys once they get into movies and they get big and then they start going to clubs and just fucking well yeah they get i call it the
1: winter circle where it's just like everyone's you're in the winter like literally you i it's like it's remember the eddie murphy sketch where they're like silly negro when he dresses up like a white guy uh and uh and he he like the world turns around and he he gets a bank loan and all that um immediately because he's white uh and and the banker goes a, a black he had just turned down a black guy and he goes silly negro Anyway, how much money you need? We got, to, and he just starts throwing money at Eddie White, Eddie. That's right. what it's like to like be successful. They're like the the old rules don't apply to you. I remember going to shows with Chappelle and people, and they and or Piven and they people literally don't they don't ask for tickets. They don't. It's like you do whatever you want. Yeah. Walk right in. Do you can? This is a sold out. Show. It's fine. But yeah, come on. You're good.
0: You're good. That's you oh you you're good. <clears throat> it's fascinating stuff. Yeah. Uh Vegas it, it's the craziest.
1: Well yeah, exactly. I've been to Vegas with Piven a couple of times and and uh it really is like one time the best. Me and Piven we were doing when we were doing the goods. Uh we went out for a fight for um I think it was Ricky Hatton and uh Floyd Mayweather, which was a hilarious fight mostly because all the Ricky Hatton fans like booed the national anthem. It was like hilarious, it was like movie funny, like with are like doing villainous shit where they're booing the national anthem. They brought like a kettle drum. I mean It was awesome. Uh, so we f- we we flew private, which is also great. Um, and when you fly private, you're like in a, it's basically like going to a rental car place uh, where they don't really say like you have to line up and you just, they just go, Oh, what's your wing number? And you go SJ, whatever they go. Yeah. The plane's out there. So they're like, yeah, the plane's out. Me and Piven are killing time. Just kind of fucking around. And then we're like, we should go out to the plane. We get on the plane. Sly Stallone has been waiting for us. <laughs> yeah, Sylvester Stallone's been waiting for us so that they can it was like the Planet Hollywood jet. Uh and we end up going flying to a fight in Vegas. Planet North. Hollywood has a jet? Uh, oh, sorry, they, yeah, like you know, a casino. Is that what it is? Because yeah. they,
3: they were
0: like falling apart at one point in time. Yeah. Right? Their, uh, this was like...
1: before they I don't know. I, I and maybe they just charged. Now what the it, casinos. Maybe a big it was thing. Sly's jet. Yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah, so, no, it
0: was to go to the casino. So the casino is sending you guys out for what for an event
1: or something. Sending it was it was getting Sly and then they were like and get Piven. Was there an event or something? It was the fight. To? Oh, the fight. So they were yeah. flying you in for the fight. Uh, yeah, I guess they were flying Sly in and then oh, wow.
0: we we hopped a ride. So did Sly get upset at you?
1: No, he was he was he was real cool about it. He's a funny dude. I man. met him once. Very funny. nice Did guy. You talk he was talk? funny. Yeah, he's very. Yeah, quick. he. The thing, the great thing about him is he understands who he is to people. Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, he'll go like, "Hey, I'm Rocky." Yeah. Instead of like, "Hey, that was a long time ago," and like he understands, like he knows what anecdotes people want to hear and shit. Like, he
0: seems a, very genuinely friendly too.
1: Yes. And happy. Yeah, yeah, uh, fun. Yeah, f- uh, a really enjoyable guy to. And six, look, guys, 64. if you are going to fly in a private jet, deal with Sly.
0: Yeah, sixty four and fucking shredded. Does he yeah. smell like cocoa
2: butter? Does he smell like cocoa butter? Yeah, he seems like he would smell like a cocoa butter. Uh, I no, wouldn't dra-car. say he doesn't. A hint he
1: does. of <laughs> He doesn't not smell <laughs> like cocoa butter. All right, I wouldn't rule it out of well, the
0: bouquet. He's what I call our canary in a coal mine. We've never seen a sixty four year old look like that
1: before. Yeah, yeah. who knows? It's how like, like his go. face looks like meat art like just different <laughs> strips of meat combined like bacon forehead and like if that's a great way to put it it really is like his nose is made of like mutton
0: well there's certainly something going on with his forehead there's been times when it was shiny and immobile which always disturbs the fuck out of me when well I see is that a
1: guy you think that's hgh that's uh botox
0: right okay yeah. uh surgery you, and botox what are you into these days what's your cocktail my cocktail, yeah. I go to, I've described this on the podcast, but so in brevity, I go to a hormone replacement therapist. And Correct. what they do is they look at your hormone levels and they, first of all, they give you vitamins and adjust your nutrition. That's the first step. How often then, do you go? Uh, every couple of months. I get blood work done and then go and have all my stuff checked. And once you – they adjust it as much as they can with nutrition, which can make a huge difference, uh, especially uh, eating shitty food. You'd be amazed at how much that lowers your testosterone, lowers your human growth hormone. Oh, really? Yeah, your shitty diet is I'm in- vegan, incredibly bad. So, Are you? Yeah. And then um, once he uh, adjusts you uh, enough with nutrients, then they give you very small levels of human growth hormone, testosterone, thyroid. I have hypothyroidism, so I was taking thyroid medication before this. And all it does is it basically brings your hormone levels up to a healthy man of like 25 to 30 years old. And as you get older, you know, your body just stops producing hormones. It's, it's really simple. It's, and it's preparing you for death, basically. And you can either choose to accept that and just let your body slowly kind of deteriorate, or you can replace
1: the hormones. Yeah, that's, know? I honestly want to do that. It's Cause a Because I, I see it as like a. It, it, it's it, it's, uh, it's a health move. It's, yeah, it it, it affects I mean, so many I,
0: aspects of your life. Are there
1: any side effects? Have there been? Yeah, there are yeah. side effects, right? Sure. It weakens uh, well, your bones? No, no, no. That's or something
0: no, like no, that? No, no, no. <laughs> you, you were so good with is that. It, one you, I heard.
2: Is, he's is so good with is it. That or, that. Is, or is it that or lip, something with the liver? It's one of the no, two. No, no, it's, no, no.
0: no. Well, steroids can give you liver, but those are oral. None of this stuff is oral. Oral The liver stuff is the stuff that your liver has to process because you're eating it. For the most part, one of the what,
1: side effects is having a podcast. Go ahead. Yes, that's
0: number one. Well, if you, the side effects come from abuse. The side effects of all performance enhancing drugs come from abuse. If steroids and performance enhancing drugs were as dangerous as they said, people would be dropping in the fucking streets. You know, where are the bodies? When you hear about these pro wrestlers dying, it's not steroids that are killing them. And these guys are on massive doses of steroids. It's pills, for the most part, unless it's suicide. You know, a lot of them, they're dealing with concussions and all sorts of other stuff, and a lot of them get very depressed. But the, the, the abuse is what's really dangerous. As long as you're going to a doctor, and as long as you're eating really healthy, and monitoring your nutrients. You gotta, you gotta give your body the tools to repair itself. It's so important. You, so many people don't eat any fucking vegetables. They don't eat shit. And this is why Brock Lesnar, who is the UFC heavyweight champion, he had this diverticulitis because of his bad diet. He had a diet where he would only eat meat. He would eat steaks. What, what's
1: diverticulitis?
0: Diverticulitis is, it's in you have basically uh, protein gets stuck in your gut and it, it starts creating abscesses and it can you know eat a hole through your fucking stomach. Mm. And it, with him, it got so bad <clears throat> that he uh, almost died, got hospitalized. They thought they were going to have to give him surgery on it. Then they decided that they didn't. But then because of all his training, when he's training, it starts to flare up again because once you have it, apparently it can recur. So they had to remove 12 inches of his fucking colon. Oof. 12 inches of his colon. This is all diet related. And, you know, the In worst his part case. Is they
1: used it for Stallone's face. I knew you were going there. Yeah. You have to go there. It's called a callback, ladies and gentlemen.
0: But this guy's diet was so... It's fucked him up so bad. And, and some people are absolutely correct that it's not always diet-related. And someone pointed this out, that you can it can be a congenital thing. But it wasn't in his case. Um, in his case, it was... He didn't eat any fucking vegetables. He didn't eat broccoli. Right. He didn't eat any fiber. you got to clean your system out. So, for me, it's... It, it does, first of all, it helps your immune system. It keeps you from getting sick. It helps you recover from things, you know, and when you're doing it correctly and properly with the right nutrients and very low levels, everything is a very low level. You can't get crazy with anything. When you're doing it, you, it, it helps you. You feel better. You have more energy. You feel like you enjoy life more. You're happier. You know, it's it's so simple. It's like you, the reason why people are old and cranky is because they're tired as fuck, okay? Yeah. Their body stopped producing hormones, and that's not good.
1: And, and they we, hate all ethnic groups. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is is that the first a thing that happens? Thing? Sure, you get can cranky. Can't you just use a Nuva ring instead or
2: something though? A what? Like it just seems NuvaRing. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh but there is negative side effects to it, right? The, well, look, there's not enough people
0: doing it for them to have real studies, right? But, and, Are you
2: constantly monitoring all this because that is oh, yeah. pretty hardcore? Like I would be like on Twitter every day, like, like, you no, know, <laughs> no, no, it's
0: not, not. Look, people have been substituting hormones forever. I mean, thyroid medication has been around forever, and people have been doing that forever. There's not that much difference between substituting your thyroid hormones or substituting pituitary horm- gland. Pr- you know what I've been doing is, is
1: that deer antler spray. You know, that? yeah, that helps supposedly. Yeah, been, yeah, yeah uh, deer uh, antler
0: spray co- supposedly. It pumps up your HDH levels
1: uh, I and I find that if I just jog mm, even a couple miles you can get it you can order it online does it does it taste like uh, it tastes kind of delicious really? it doesn't taste bad yeah because there's some controversy
0: whether or not it works a lot of football players use it wow. yeah. but you know some people do believe that it does work maybe in small levels wow
1: uh, but that's been <clears> actually I just find like when I exercise I can recover quicker
0: really Do yeah. like, you really feel a difference that much
1: uh, yeah it's funny because I stopped doing it for a while and then I was like why am I sore? It was because, I I mean, at least empirically, that was the.
0: It's you know, it's right now. It's at a stage where there's a lot of experimental shit going on with hormone replacement therapy. I mean, obviously, it wasn't around for our parents. This generation is the first generation that's sort of experimenting with things like that. You and
1: I are really at the
0: avant-garde of that. We're on the edge, bro.
1: (laughs)
2: Cutting it. Canaries (laughs) in the
1: room. Slash
2: slash. Uh,
1: Did you? uh, um, I. I What do you? What do you? How do you find? What does it do to you physically doing that?
0: You feel much better. You feel healthy. You recover better. I mean, I've always been uh, a guy who exercises, and I've always been in shape. So I never really let myself get to a position where I ever got frail or got out of shape. I sort of adjusted along the way as I realized that I was getting older, and then I wasn't recovering as fast, and I was starting to get injured more. Then I started looking into it. And so for the past, like, five, six years, I've been doing it. And you do it, like I said, as long as you're doing it with low levels and you're smart about it. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not cheap.
1: Is it getting less expensive?
0: No, not really. No. (laughs) As it
2: scales out, it's not. I mean, you can get some
0: fucking shit from
2: China that's not as yeah I wouldn't fuck around with that shit I, 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 yeah. that's <laughs> well,
0: what, what was, my point was that what is basically is this low level genetic engineering it's just the tip of it and what we're gonna see over the next decade is some shit that's gonna blow this completely the fuck out what of what is water. your worst
1: fear with this stuff with with taking this well, stuff
0: well look your worst fear period is death right. um, you know but yeah, I, I believe that if you're taking care of yourself and you're watching your your blood levels and you're it's, it's reasonably safe you know as long as you're doing it with a good doctor and you know what, what the risks are and you Know what the the levels that you're taking are, and you don't know, get crazy. That's a, a lot of people get crazy, and this is uh, some things when you see like a guy who's a bodybuilder. You see like some big giant guy with giant muscles. There's only one way to get those fucking muscles, okay? Right. I mean, hard you can, work. Yeah, <laughs> you got to take monstrous levels of shit where you got to put your body into a state that's completely unnatural, and that's when things start firing. It's right. like having a computer and overclocking it. Hey man, I got a Celeron three hundred, and I'm gonna clock this bitch up to four seven. 75 I got right. these coolers yeah how long does that last those fucking things that go out you know it blows out and that's exactly the, like the human body but if you're smart and you just keep it within levels you know as long as you keep it within healthy levels nothing hyper nothing crazy there's a lot of science behind it there's a lot of studies behind it that show it, and there's a lot of really intelligent doctors that do do it to themselves And one of them happens to be a very good friend of mine who uh, has been in this business for a while. And he, you know, he's very, very well versed on all the pros and cons of hormone replacement therapy. And and his point is always the best. He's like, like, okay, here's what's going to happen if you don't take it. You're going to get old and you're going to die. He goes, you're probably going to die if you take it too. But you're going to enjoy that time more. You're going to enjoy that time more. You're going to enjoy your body more.
1: Yeah. So Look, simple. I enjoy my body. Do you really? Enjoy? I really enjoy it. Turn the it. lights down. I get a huge kick out of my own human body.
0: What's your take on this wiener character pulling
1: his cock out and taking pictures? Here it is. Uh, don't, if you're a guy, don't take a picture of your cock. Nobody, because a girl doesn't really want to see it. Girls want to <laughs> see, like maybe they might want to see your ass, like, but more than anything, they want to see like. Girls need their aesthetics, so they need, like, lighting and fucking shadow. You know what girls want to see? They want to see that that muscle. I'm sure you know the name of the muscle. Where, like, it looks like you're... Oh, right. Oh, like <laughs> yeah. the lower abdominal area. Yeah, like area. the V heading yeah. into your cock. Yeah, the like, fucking the ramp. Yeah, the ramp. The girls want period. the ramp. Give them the ramp. They want abs. Uh, they want abs. They want ramp. They don't want cock. <sighs> All right, so that I would say don't do it. Don't ever just be like, oh, sorry, baby, I got to go to sleep or whatever. Uh, a if friend you, of mine. <laughs> yeah, go
0: ahead. I'm sorry, I have to interrupt because a friend of mine is married, and he's a great guy, and he doesn't cheat on his wife. Uh, he's a comic, and um, uh, this girl sent him a, an email. Oh, you're so hilarious. Blah 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 blah. I will, I would love to take you for a ride. You know, you know, lol. And so he uh, emails back like, Hey, um, uh, that's very nice, but uh, I'm married. Thanks. And so then she starts uh, saying, oh, well, I totally understand, and I think that's really awesome, and you're married, and you know, and I, I, I totally, completely respect that. And then, uh, well, you're hilarious anyway, send. So then an email comes a minute later, and it's her in her lingerie. LOL, I totally fucked up and sent you this. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. So well, she, yeah, that's she's sending it. this. So then <clears throat> uh, like he sends it back, well, no, no harm done. And then she sends him pictures of her finger herself. So then it's like, and then she's like, come on, I want to see your big fat cock. Send me a picture of your big fat cock. At this point, I'm like, that's a
1: dude. Okay. That's, that's a yeah. fucking dude. There's a dude who just trying went Boston you you're for getting a second. trolled. You just went Boston and a fucking dude. That's, that's a fucking, fucking dude. It's a
0: fucking queer. <laughs> He's got his cock in his hand, probably a beer in the fucking other. fucking
1: dude. <laughs> I'm like,
0: you you got you're getting trolled, son. There's a guy who's trying to get a photo of this comedian's dick.
1: For yeah. sure.
2: And that's what's going that, on here. That's why ninety percent uh, of the time I send fake photos.
1: That's yeah. what I was gonna say. I I uh what I what you do is, fellas, if you really have to take a picture, go get a playgirl take a picture of a cock in the Playgirl, send it, and then with the caption, mine is similar to this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: send her uh, the blackest one you can yeah. find and say, picture one like this, but white and maybe not quite as big. Not quite as big. Not quite as big. And with better
2: credit.
1: Folks! Oh, no! no you didn't! And will
2: be quiet it. in a movie. My cock will be quiet in a movie theater. Mm. So did you... You didn't enjoy... Uh, uh half baked movie half-baked. didn't. I did enjoy it.
1: Uh, not really, because uh, you know. Where'd you get this segue? We <laughs> well,
2: I wanted to bring that up because th- it's one of my favorite movies. He didn't. He didn't even enjoy it.
1: I didn't. Uh, here's. Did you direct it? What did you? No, do? I didn't. Me and Chappelle wrote it, and um, uh, yeah, it was just we were both like young, and we didn't really understand. Like we should have rewritten it more. We kind of got waylaid in term. The whole process, we just got waylaid. Like, here's who's going to be in it. Here's your starting now. Here's the director, and we didn't know to. We didn't know what fr- to stand. First in, time movie. Yeah, like we didn't know like to say, what fight to fight. Right. And uh and so it just ended up being there's parts of it I like, but for the most part it just sort of like didn't end up the way I'd hoped or Dave. David hoped, I think. Well, maybe
0: uh, you might not have got what you wanted, but what
1: you got was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, people do. People, People no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people. But I mean, it got demolished at the box office. But having said that, we opened against Titanic. Yeah. (laughs) We we opened against Titanic, GoldenEye. And Goodwill Hunting. Uh, wow! <laughs> Holy shit! So yeah, like, Titanic.
0: Titanic. Week three. Ask me this or uh, answer me this. Yeah. Who the fuck is still going to see James Bond movies? Because is there a more suspense-less, boring fucking series of movies? I don't know. I stopped. I, where you time. have nothing invested in it, I couldn't give a shit. Yeah. This new guy looks pretty badass.
1: <clears throat> this Daniel, Daniel Craig, Craig guy. You would like. You yeah. would like the first or second new one with him? Really? Yeah. I doubt it.
0: I don't know. It's pretty bad. Do you like the Bourne movies? No. Really? Yeah, one guy kicking everybody's ass like that. I'm like, shut up. Somebody grab that dude. This is <laughs> ridiculous. It's, to me, it's, it's like someone playing guitar in a movie, and they don't really know how to play guitar. Right. That yeah. shit drives me crazy. I have a very hard time watching a movie where one guy is doing all this crazy kung fu badass shit, where I'm like, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. It just drives me nuts. This guy took on 10 people. No, they would, they would grab him. That's not how people fight. They don't stand around you like a retard wagon right, train. They just wait. Yeah. They fucking dive on you all at once. Somebody grabs your legs. Right. They kick you in the fucking head. And then you're unconscious. And then they rape them and kill you.
1: That's why you make short films. <laughs> you make very short yeah, action my,
0: films. My action films are 15 minutes long. It's a guy. He thinks he's a badass. <laughs> they break in the warehouse. They fucking hold him down. They shoot him in the face. And yeah, that's the end of the And movie. then that's
1: the end of the real credits. Yeah. And you just you learn. Don't and try to be a vigilante. And you've lost badass. a lot of money making these movies. <laughs> Don't try but but to you be won't a vigilante. Stop because they're real. And well, that's what people want is yeah, real I'll shit. I'll tell you
0: what. Today, you deliver them on the internet internet it's very cheap to film with the cgi that's available on your imac you could pull it off yeah. what what, what? you are the joe rogan action film <laughs> right, Formula? i'm fucking serious man with, with just simple what? i uh, what was that movie what is it final cut pro yeah just the tools in final Cut. Yeah. what pro. you're talking about is those
1: like those uh <laughs> the dude who the punch out videos what's his name the black dude who tried to kimbo uh, you're basically oh, just talking about yeah. kimbo videos
2: no, no, not, not entirely. <laughs> with maybe a giant yeah, penis with like a, and with you're the in a soundtrack. cave getting chased by a giant penis yeah, or something. Yeah, like
1: they chase Kimbo and then he punches him. <laughs> I've never been one for
0: trying to come up with movie ideas
1: <laughs> for
0: that very reason. So um, that was your first movie? So you yeah. So
1: you did that and then... And then I wrote a couple scripts in between there that didn't get made. And that was I sold them, but they didn't get made. And that was the period where I was like, why am I... I it just was making me a little crazy. That's when I started doing stand-up a little bit. Um. The But I remember when people, if, for an idea of how stupid show business is, me and uh, a buddy of mine used to, we're pitching a movie in 99, 2000, and they were like, who do you want to be in it? And we were like, oh, Dave Chappelle, Will Ferrell, and they were like, "Uh, how about Tom Green and Orlando Jones? Whoa. And they were dead serious. That's that like heat game that I was talking about. It's like Tom Green was hot from, and as a comedy writer, you're like, yeah, I think Will Ferrell's way funnier than Tom Green. Like Tom Green's a stunt, and they're like, what are you talking about? Stunt. They don't even understand what they're looking at, but they just go, there is a lot of commotion over here. Right. We gotta get it. Yeah. But they don't understand like, yeah, but to be, it takes some other shit. And then obviously, uh, Will and Dave proved to be the, the, um, in the long, the long money was on that. but it was just oh for sure.
0: Of- I think Tom Green, if it, he's very misunderstood. I think if you watch his uh, that movie, Freddie Got Fingered. I think that's a good fucking movie. I haven't I think seen it. Rock,
1: hilarious. Chris Rock loves that movie. I've never seen it's it. It's fucking
0: hilarious. It's yeah. hilarious and crazy, he's just and that's, Grice, too. that's really who he is. I mean, yeah. he's just this nutty dude. I mean, yeah, no, I, he I is
1: a bit of an anarchist. Like- when you
0: look at his show, that show that he did on fucking basic cable in Canada, and then look at his show that he did on MTV. I think he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. He's a f- yeah, no, he is he's just absolutely fun. Not utilized correctly, which is right. why he decided to do his own thing, that web show. But the web show to me sort of became like the Tonight Show. Yeah,
1: he was trying to make it Weird. into something that he was like, like really it, like. He, he should have scaled trying it not down. To
0: Swear and you know, at one point and he was he's carcinating it out. Yeah, yeah, it
1: was like it was going.
0: It was just a different scaling direction.
1: down would have been the the way to go. But he, well, I he think tried should, to keep it like, hey, big production. It's like, dude, it's the He internet. tried to
0: do it like everybody else. It, there huh. was a desk and a tie and a, right. or a suit rather. You know, It was like the, the, the whole thing was set up like imitating all these ones that were under the confines of broadcast television and other people's opinions and input. And now here you have this thing where you have no confines. No one's telling you what to do. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Right. And you're just going to imitate whatever yeah. all these old school Steve... Allen guys have done before you? Yeah. That seems silly to me. Yeah. Uh, it seems silly to a lot of people. It's not what he is. You know, what he right. is that's funny is Freddie got fingered. It's him right. fucking a dead moose on the side of the highway, you know? Remember He that? does
2: stand-up now. I haven't yeah. seen it, but it's pretty good, I heard. I, that's yeah, I, I heard it's not He's bad. He's doing well.
0: He's doing well, you know? And it's, it's always interesting when someone's, uh, you know, 39 years old or whatever the fuck they are, when we tried to do stand-up for the first time. It's kind of weird when you... And you're already famous, you know? Yeah. Like... Charlie Murphy. I've, yeah. I, I went on that big Maxim tour with Charlie Murphy. Oh,
1: did you really? Yeah, yeah. We,
0: Me, him, and John Heffron toured the country. We did like 22 gigs together. Yeah. Theaters and shit. And, you know, Charlie fucking was 40-something years old yeah. before he ever did stand-up yeah. comedy. And he was famous as fuck before and he ever did stand-up comedy. And also his brother's
1: one of the best stand-ups of all time of all time huge movie star i mean his little brother the pressure
0: yeah the pressure on him is fucking tremendous and through the roof and all of a sudden this guy goes from being on this tv show to a year into stand-up comedy not even i think nine months he's headlining yeah headlining and doing theaters he's got to do 50 minutes yeah it's fucking crazy yeah yeah it's ridiculous it's really hard to it's hard it's the worst way to do it ever it's yeah. like what I always said about Brock Lesnar fighting the UFC you know when Brock Lesnar first started fighting the UFC he went immediately and fought the former champion in his first fight then he's fighting Heath mm-hmm. herring he's fighting he's fighting nothing but killers right away and i'm like, you know yeah, he can do that, but you know what's the best way to do it The best way to do it is to come up through the fucking ranks
1: of the smaller shows get less money that's and what I when, when i was when when I started doing stand up again like who were like, you should go out, and do it." And I was like, I don't have the time, yeah. and I don't wanna rip people off. Good for you, good uh, for you. Now, I've got the time, and I'm and going to And you're ready to rip people yeah, off. You've got I'm those. ready to really rip some, some you, poor man. people off. I need money. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I, I need this so bad. So you weren't doing stand-up when you were uh, one of the, when you were the producer of the Chappelle Show, you weren't doing stand-up then? I was, Joe, I was the co-creator. And co-creator. And writer. And Whatever doing. you were, the grand poobah. Of the Chappelle it was the Show, the Crow Grand Poopa. You weren't doing comedy at that time.
1: Mm. A little, but a little. I mean, but as much really. as you can when you have a TV show. Because I didn't know of you as a comic. No, fan. I know no one. No one did. The people are barely starting to get
0: on board now. I remember when I did it. The first time I did it. Um, was we were just walking down the street, we ran into Dave. He had a mustache on. Okay, he's like, "Hey, Joe, you want to be on my TV <laughs> that's show?" Hilarious. The show wasn't even didn't even exist. And Bobcat Goldthwait was with him. Right. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, "Bobcat yeah, it's was directing." Yeah. It's like, "What do I, got? I go?" I only have like a half an hour. And he's like, "Okay, just hold this box." And like, <laughs> so we went out and wandered around, and uh, he gave oh, pins yeah, for gave New out York for boobs. And yeah, he had that's this correct. ridiculous. Fucking yeah. Donkey Kong mustache. On.
1: I totally <laughs> forgot you're
0: in that. And then the second time I did it, I did it with you. Was yeah. When we did the Fear Factor. I was actually at the, at
1: the, the bath, the, the one, the, the, New first, York boobs yeah, one? the Bobcat one.
0: Yeah. I didn't remember seeing you there. Yeah. But, but uh, I remember, but anyway, my point was that I just knew you as Neil, you know, I didn't, I didn't really know what your, your, yeah. your gig in life was, you know, I knew yeah. that you worked at the Boston comedy club
1: and yeah. And I would also like to note that you were always a really good dude when you didn't, uh, when I didn't have credits, you were almost <laughs> exactly, you were exactly like you are now. Like you weren't like. You're not. You're not one of these. Like you, come on in. Oh, you're not a star fucker. You're not a a credit fucker. Unless it's
0: I I struggle very hard to be the exact opposite. Well,
1: no, but I. That's what's. I think that's where you live is a testament to that. In this shit hole. No, uh, (laughs) uh, no,
0: you just lived in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, Uh, and and by the way, I'm too close to people. If I could, I I mean, I lived in. I talked about this yesterday. I lived in the mountains of Colorado for four months. Did you? That's where I wanted to live. Just last year. Till my dog got eaten by a mountain lion and my wife got pregnant. And because my wife was pregnant. By the mountain lion. the, <laughs> it, was the it was
1: a crazy week my, for the
0: mountain should see my dog; She's lion. wild. She <laughs> climbs trees. I'm in denial. It but. was Joe's worst week, the mountain
1: lion's best week.
0: <laughs> uh, but uh, my instinct is to live in the woods. I mean, that's where I, I really would like to live as far away from. So, I, know, I mean, I'm not much on Hollywood yeah, other yeah. than a, a, an opportunity to make money.
1: Yeah, you know, that's uh, how I look at it. Yeah, and
0: I'm sure you like doing stand-up. I love doing stand-up. Yeah. But I love doing stand-up because, you know, it's not Hollywood, man. When I was in Vancouver this weekend, that's, I'm in Vancouver. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing Hollywood about that. Yeah. It was just me and a bunch of cool people in Vancouver, and we're having a party. And, you know, I'm telling jokes, and everyone's laughing, and it's a great time. Oh, you, know, did, you, it doesn't do a, seem... you
1: did a show, or you did the... I did
0: stand-up, and then I did... Uh, uh, well, I did two nights of stand-up. I did one uh, at the Vogue Theater. It was fucking awesome. First time I've ever done an encore. Never did an encore before. I went back out on stage, and then um, the bad news is you stole a lot of jokes to do. <laughs> well, not stole. <laughs> I stole I don't claim their I, mind. mine. Here's something I heard George Carlin do once. <laughs> I don't. I, 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 I let people know. So I did. I did uh, uh, that, and then I, the next night I did the comedy mix, which was used to be Yuck Yucks, which is the shit. It's Vancouver is a fucking
1: amazing yeah, I, city. Yeah, I was up there for a while one time, and I'm gonna go back because I'm starting to do now that I'm starting to go out and rip people off. Uh, none of the club. First of all, what the clubs pay is a slave wage. Like what comedy clubs pay to have someone come in for the weekend is like, what? Apparently well, if you haven't it, it been there yet. Well, Listen, no, the I'm only sure reason it's fine is, is for if you
0: it's what it, well, it, what it is is if you don't draw. This yeah. is the bottom line. It's if you're just coming in for the weekend, though the reality is that most clubs have a very hard time selling tickets for an unknown comic. So what right. they have to do is they have to paper the room.
1: Yeah. So they have to give away.
0: So they can't afford to give the comic that much money.
1: No, I get that, but they could they can certainly afford to give them more
0: than they're giving. It. I don't know. I'm telling you, man, it's hard out there. It's hard out there. And you know, comics need to realize that look, with social networking and Twitter and Facebook and all that shit, you can eventually build up your audience where you can ensure that, hey, I can ensure you that you're not going to have to give away any tickets. You're going to sell this place out. Yeah. And people have done that without even, you know, any television credits at all. There's a bunch of guys who are doing really well just on the internet, but you got to work at it. Yeah. You can't ex- expect a club to just pick up the tab. So when I club- don't
1: expect anyone, but but it's, first of all, there's plenty of clubs just won't headline me. Cause- right. Right. Because I haven't done enough TV. I don't know why. They don't know um, yet. But eventually yeah, they, you know. they would on a, a week night. Yeah. No. So I'm, well, what I'm doing is do I'm doing like music venue shit like that uh-huh. and getting most of the door. Yeah. You know. And and beca- I have like sixty three thousand followers on Twitter, which isn't a lot in We're the gonna grand scheme do you 64 by the end of the day yeah. how about that uh, no that's i actually Neil no Brennan, you you tweeted well that's the name of the game is getting celebrities to tweet you and i know a lot of celebrities ooh i know but if you retweet me then it just goes up um, so i'm hoping that the people that follow me on twitter will you know get into the spirit of like this kind of we're doing it off the grid and which is what i like about this i think they do too yeah um and people will do stuff for free which i think is uh really cool like people will just i'll like i'll say like hey can someone make a picture of of this of like uh, barack obama with like a teardrop tattoo after the (laughs) after the bin laden thing and someone made it this girl rachel made it like In 20 minutes. Oh, that's awesome. And a buddy of mine works in the White House, was a writer for Obama, who I met at the correspondence dinner. And he goes, I showed it to everyone in the White House. Oh, that's awesome. I go, how high up did it get? And he goes, not as high as you want it to. But it got up pretty big, Why higher he than show it to Obama. I know. I what think he would appreciate it. Yeah. Obama's only forty-seven years no, old. I know. You don't I think know. he would have
0: went? Oh yeah. shit! No, he
1: would have thought it was funny. <laughs> That's the way
0: he went. Oh
3: shit! Oh shit!
0: Let me ask you this: Do you think that they really killed Osama bin Laden and dumped his body in the ocean?
1: Uh, the dumping the body thing, I had a funny. The, the the way they handled it was like the classic media manipulation. The thing that got me was the thing where they really go. You know, he used a woman as a human shield. That was the first thing that they released. So everyone goes, that motherfucker. Because America didn't know how it was going to play internationally. At first they were saying he was armed. Yeah, he was armed and he used a woman as a human shield. And then they were like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like a cartoon. Let's, Let's drop the armed. Yeah. Stuff, like a yeah. cartoon character, he used right. a woman as a human shield. And you picture like a whore from Barney Miller. Well, it was like apparently a- it was, wasn't him that used a woman as a shield. It was someone else yes, that killed. Yes, but, but originally that's what they said. And people, they know that the first story is a story people are going to remember. Right, right, so, right. And then they go, oh, by the way, he didn't use a woman as a human shield. I've been telling people in the audience, <laughs> it's like if I said to you, like, hey, I'm going to introduce my buddy, Bobby. He's a date he, rapist. He took a shit today at McDonald's. And you think about that for an hour and a half, and then I go. By the way, he didn't take a shit. When you meet Bobby, you're still gonna be picturing right. him taking a shit. And well,
0: that- it's it's more to me, I think, like people being accused of rape. There's no way to unaccuse yeah, of rape. Absolutely. Everyone who gets accused yes. of it is you have a black flag on you forever. Yes,
1: absolutely, for because of one person's decision. But I so I think uh, uh, what I think the the false part of Bin Laden was. Just the it was a trumped he was a trumped up guy. Like right. He like he was a one hit wonder. Nine eleven was his big hit, and then the rest of the time it was they just used the threat of him as a an excuse to just get more power to the government.
0: Um there's the, a video on YouTube called The Last Word on Osama bin Laden that is uh, so fucking enlightening as far as like how intertwined his family was with uh, oh yeah, with the, the Bush administration, they built, they built Mecca and all that stuff. Oh yeah, my absolutely. God, you guys watch the video. It's called yeah. "The Last Word on Osama Bin Laden," and it, it is so fascinating. It's about fifteen minutes long, and it goes into depth about their the families were doing business
1: together yeah. forever, and this guy they gave them visas to leave. They got sure. them out of the country. Yeah, I they mean, got them out of the country. When but my 9/11 point was happened. like Al Qaeda was not the threat they claimed it was. They like since nine eleven. Al Qaeda's killed I don't know three hundred civilians. And my point was more people have died at like Six Flags <laughs> than that. But yet there's like we got it, and it's like dude, they've killed. The, it's not there's way bigger risks than that. I'm all for like hunting them and 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 law enforcement. The law enforcement part of it, and the but the war part is like. It's, they're a bunch of fucking, there's more Crips than there are members of Al-Qaeda. Well, not only that, they're on the other side
0: of the planet. And there's no way of disconnecting them and their history from the United States and the CIA. There's not. The Mujahideen were being trained by the United States government to fight against the Soviet Union. I mean, that's just a fact. The whole jihad thing, you know, what jihad used to be, the original meaning of it in, you know, the holy scriptures was, it was a war against your own personal vices. That was like a real jihad. What, but we turned it into a war, uh, a holy war, and we turned the the idea of suicide bombing was introduced by America. I mean, it was our idea that we brought to them. Like you guys, you know, what's a really good God documentary? So much.
1: Uh, there's a documentary again on YouTube um, called uh, "The Power of Nightmares." Uh, yeah, It was I've a seen BBC that. thing. Yeah. Uh, really, and it linked like Christian evangelicals with. Uh, extremist Islam mm-hmm. and and how it was both born in the fifties and sort of sprung out and Ayman al Zawahari who tried to he was part of the people that uh killed Anwar Sadat and he got they have footage of him in 79 mm-hmm. in, in the, the the leader bucket and he was in jail talking to TV. Um but uh but yeah I I mean yes is it an American uh I don't think it's a American backed Issue. I think a lot of it had to do with, with us just dumping Afghanistan after the Russians left. I think that created a vacuum... Here comes the Taliban. But there's
0: also, you know, they realize how things really work once they start dealing with America. I mean, that's right. the, the real cold, hard situation of it. What's really fascinating was there was a, um, a recent video that was released from uh, it was, uh, someone leaked it from uh, a Pentagon hearing where these guys are sitting around. And it's a, a, a doctor or scientist explaining about the potential for developing vaccines to, uh, to attack certain areas of the brain that are, cre- uh, that are related to religious fanaticism. And they were showing like, activity in different sectors of the brain I be- and that they could okay. come up with this vaccine that could literally attack those areas and nullify these r- ridiculous uh, religious fanatic ideas.
1: I believe in my lifetime there will be a, thi- a part of a brain, uh, like you will be able to set your brain to override negative impulses.
0: I think so. I mean, like that's, I, I don't think it's a, that's what Scientology's
1: about. <laughs> it is, <laughs> is it? Oh man! Well, yeah, but I'm saying like that you'll be able to do it with a pill or some yeah. sort of implant or something where it's like it will override shitty. Impulse, and then it'll be the decision: Do I want to override it or not? Well,
0: then this becomes what is shitty. You know, it's subjective. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Hordes of barbarians well, are taking over go... your land. It's not shitty to hit somebody in the head with an axe. You know, yeah. it's like what you got to do.
1: Yeah, well, you have to go through preferences. The
0: uh, my next door neighbor, where I used to live, was a nice guy, and uh, he was a Scientologist.
1: And I we talking that... about the wolf?
0: No, <laughs> no, <it> was <laughs>
1: that son of a bitch wolf? Nah, no, it was in, in Calabasas. <laughs> it was
0: a nice guy, but uh, he was uh, talking to me about this piece of property that he was looking to buy but he couldn't because his wife was going clear and so I go what what does that what does that mean and he goes uh well we're Scientologists and then he pauses and looks at me I'm like oh fuck you know, okay, well, I want to be as accepting as possible. He's a nice guy. Yeah. I mean, look, I, my other neighbor was a Mormon, and they were, they were nice, too. I mean, I had no problem with you and your yeah. wacky religious ideas, as long as you're a good neighbor.
1: And also, so, don't try to proselytize. Yeah, like, don't, yeah. I don't do whatever you want, but don't
0: try to sell me. Absolutely. Someone. Don't try to sell me on it. And he never did, and neither did the Mormons. So they were all cool. Mormons are very, they don't really, you know, they're like Jews. They don't want you to join, you know. So um, so he starts telling me that his wife's going to be clear, and it's going to cost $50,000. So I go, $50,000? I go, what does this entail? He goes, well, you know, uh, basically the work is already done. And what this is is sort of a confirmation in the ceremony to uh, ensure that she is no longer affected by negative energy and negative influences. And that what this does, becoming clear protects you from all negative influences and stimulation and it's actually been proven that ceremony and then big events and even the donation of a large sum of money to you know accentuate some sort of a situation like this can actually help the results so like this guy had this weird pseudo-scientific way of looking at this fucking there's a really good article cult.
1: in the from the new yorker like two and a half months ago about paul haggis who's a film director, mm-hmm. but there was a really long piece about because he left They're Scientology. going after him. yeah. Yeah, they're going after him, and it's it's really personal, and it's one of those New Yorker articles that's just like, woo, this is long, but it's so worth it. Well, I would the, recommend everyone read it. The thing is, it's like, you know, they become, the
0: people, the lower level people, they become like soldiers, yeah. and they act out in the best interest of the church. And it, it's not just about you know it's like a gang it's not just I mean all churches are man it is not, I
1: find that yeah that uh, any 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 group, any group. of people yeah. it's like that's Steelers fans absolutely yeah. they just go like this is for Roethlisberger yeah. meanwhile Roethlisberger what <laughs> uh, I would find that with Chappelle there'd be all these guys around him like hey Dave let me take care of this <laughs> yeah. and it's like yeah. what are you, t- he oh, doesn't yeah. want it. but uh, if you're the person who it's being done on the in the name of it's yeah. flattering.
0: It is flattering, but it's also, it's a weird tribal instinct that goes back to the time where there was, you know, 50 of us and we had to stay alive yeah. and, and stay in a group. We have these weird group instincts, you know? Yeah.
1: that's I actually wrote a, uh essay that I think I'm going to post later on today about... Please uh, let about, us know and we'll tweet it. I would love that. Guys, <laughs> would you do that for me? Um, about, uh, about the thing with Tracy Morgan uh-huh. um, saying... That, you know, it's I'm all for, like, gay groups coming out against them because it, it is technically reprehensible. I got a couple thoughts. One of the thoughts is, as comedians, we're going to say f- we have to talk a lot. We're going to say fucked up shit from time to time. The same way Nike or, or Levi's has an outlet store for irregular shit. We're going to say some irregular shit every once in a while. It's not fucking, it's just going to, it's like the Don Imus thing. He has to talk twenty five hours a week. He's nappy headed hoes. This is the only time that comes slipping out. So my point with Tracy is, uh, I don't mind gay groups coming out against him. Everybody else can shut the fuck up because every single person on earth has some racism, some sexism, some homophobia, some classism, some uh, uh, political, big, you know, uh, prejudices, and uh, and and. It, it, they think that by coming out against Tracy, it distances themselves from them, from from their own sort of darker impulses, mm. and it makes them seem like they're really doing something. Meanwhile, you're not doing shit. It's not. It's like I said. You know, all the people that, uh, all the media outlets that came on, came down on Michael Richards, are black people better off today <laughs> because of the fucking hammer? No. Uh, they're, in fact, they're worse off. So if you want to help black people. Build a fucking school or a hospital and shut the fuck up.
0: I don't think, I think the Tracy Morgan thing is different from the Michael Richards thing for two reasons. One, because I think Michael Richards was talking to a group of people who were heckling him and he was trying to insult them in the most dehumanizing way possible. And he was on coke and he was trying to be funny when he didn't deserve. Maybe. Do you think he was on coke? Yes, pretty sure. I don't know. Prove me wrong. Okay, um, science okay. can't disprove God. Uh, you know, he was at the comedy store before, and by all accounts, he was gacked out of his mind. I don't know if it's true Got or not. It. Maybe I'm uh, slandering him or whatever, but uh, I don't think he's going to go after me for this. I think for this one, he's going to leave it alone. You know, I don't what, think he, he wants to revisit you, this? He may
1: call you the N-word. Well, at least, you know, I he's willing what he, to go he there. He did
0: was less offensive. And I think when, you know, if people want to uh, get on him about that fucking magic word, that's ridiculous when black people say to each other every fucking day of the week. I think when I looked at it, I was like, oh, well, he shouldn't have done that. And that wasn't funny. But my other my initial thought was it's not he doesn't deserve to be on stage. He shouldn't be on stage on a fucking Friday night. Well, no. Yeah. You can't
1: control yourself to not if you're under if there's a chance that when you're getting heckled, you're going to yell that out.
0: He's not. Well, he's he a wasn't famous like guy. He was like a real comedian. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's a famous guy, and he's gonna go on after like Al Madrigal or you know someone of that nature yeah. who's not a name, who's gonna crush and you know Tom Segura. And then you're good luck. Good luck following those guys. Yeah. I and mean, you're you're some fucking slapsticky guy. Have you ever seen what he does? No. He used to go on stage and the comedy store, and he had no material. He would just fall down he would go on stage and, th- 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 and fall down oh I can't believe this is happening to me a whole set prepared hilarious. and he would slip again and fall on his back this is, I mean, my,
1: this is my kind of comedy go on it's <laughs> fucking ridiculous
0: I mean he would do it for like 15-20 minutes fall down all over the place I don't think what he said is anything I think what he said is just him being weak but what Tracy Morgan said was like whoa like you want yeah, if your again. son was gay you would stab that little nigger but I think <laughs> that that's I think that what he's doing is just trying to be funny and yeah. I think he's probably ad-libbing which Tracy does for like most of his set if you've ever seen Tracy Morgan do stand up well he'll start talking about eating pussy man and you could
1: tell it seems ad lib. it's generally not ad-libbed but like yo I fuck a midget in the mouth and like all that shit so the idea some of it's ad-libbed yeah fine and I think this gay
0: stabbing his son shit was part of that first
1: of all I'm sure that got a laugh and in the abs of stabbing your son for any reason is Bernie Mac called his nephew a faggot where was the outrage? Call him a faggot what in year the was Kings this? of Comedy night 2005. Faggot
0: didn't mean as much back then. 2002. Faggot has escalated again, over the last decade. but
1: where are people going back and going like and you Bernie Mac with it's like okay, again, I don't if you want to help gay people uh give money to to gay charities and 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 uh, glad and all, going chastising Tracy isn't helping gay people. Hardly at all. It's helping them a, a little, but it's the bare minimum. It's I agree. the absolute bare minimum. I think what but people think it's not. People think it's people go. It's better than nothing. It's it's almost worse than nothing because at least nothing knows it's nothing. You know. Whereas this, it's like I'm I'm look at me. I'm chastising Tracy.
0: Right. I I agree what you're saying in that when something like this happens, the people that make a big deal about it and talk about it and make press conferences, yeah. those are all cunts. Yeah, that that is just a fact. That's a yeah. fact in almost every situation. The people that are, you know, that, a lot of comedians
1: on Twitter were coming out against. So oh, I never silly, liked, and it was just like silly, fucks. you fucking pussies. It's
0: just not a, it's not a good point. It's not yes. a, a well thought out point. Yeah, it it t- seems t- like it you're taking take, a safe
1: route. Yeah, it doesn't take much. Like it's not much of a thought exercise to get but, where I got. Where it's like, well, what you know, right?
0: But to have an opinion about it, I think it's an interesting subject of debate. I think to have an opinion about it, I think there's going to be the non-comics opinion, and and there's going to be the people that are, you know. Sort sort of a bit more sympathetic because you know they realize that comics a lot of times you'll you you do not know what the fuck you're saying before you're saying it. Yeah. And you're saying it on an impulse and what you would say in front of me. Like if we were standing around, if we were sitting in my office and you and I said, well, what about if you had a gay son and you'd be like I'll stab that little nigger, I would start yeah. laughing of my course. fucking ass off. <laughs> of
1: course you would. Well that's the other <laughs> and thing. And if is... Tracy Morgan was here yes. and he
0: started saying I'll stab that little yo, nigga. Yo, yo. And guess what? If he said that in front of a different crowd, you know, one crowd would fucking laugh hilariously a 10 o'clock late night show in Cleveland you know and yeah. well in the that's the 50- thing is
1: as comedians we're supposed to uh have a, a shorter uh distance between our impulses and our words that's why that's part of what comedy is and then when it goes awry when there's an irregular comment people go like fuck this guy I'm gonna fucking yeah it's like yo man you gotta let us be a little and I'm not saying I'm I'm like I'm trying to set myself up to say something fucked up I just think if you're in the uh, uh, aggrieved group, if you're the if you're uh, if you're first of all, if you're Tracy's son, I would I would boycott Tracy, um, <laughs> or suck a dick and take yeah, a picture of him and go, um,
0: yeah, look at that, dad. Yeah, I because from I
1: you. look, I've known Tracy as long as I've known you, and Tracy, do you really think Tracy Morgan's going to stab his son under any circumstances? <laughs> yeah. First of all, do you think Tracy knows where his son is?
2: <laughs>
1: actually, I actually
2: heard a lot of those jokes were actually jokes that he's yeah said he did before. have them on HBO yeah. and nobody yeah.
1: gave a fuck. Really? That's yeah, the
2: other had, thing. We had Kamal Nana today on the podcast, and he said, "Oh yeah, I've heard those jokes before."
0: Really? So he's him. been saying that shit for yeah. a while, yeah. and then
2: someone just had to stand up and complain yeah. about it. Yeah.
0: Huh? That's people think that that's some terrible writing, Tracy.
1: <laughs> I said uh, no. Well, no. The thing I said in my essay, my unpublished essay is that uh, people think that being... I said the louder someone says I don't have a racist bone in my body, the less likely they are to have a black or Latin friend. (laughs) Because I have a shitload of black friends and I'm racist. And guess what? My black friends have me as a friend and they're fucking racist and you're racist and you're homophobic and you're sexist and you're anti... You know what I mean? Everybody's everything. So one guy says something like accidentally on a whim... And everyone goes. I am not I. okay. Stop. This is not a whim. This is, this is
0: his material. Okay, fine. And this is a okay, completely a, different no, okay, story. Okay, fine. It's his material. And now well, what? that's a different story. Well, you know, then someone needs to talk to him and tell him that shit's not funny. Because right. it's just it's just silly. You know, right. if you're if you're saying that every if it show wasn't
1: funny, if Tracy was saying some shit that wasn't getting a laugh, he would stop saying it. You sure? I'm positive. Sure, he wouldn't just try to rework positive. it. Positive. <laughs> he might rework it for like three nights. Uh, but you,
0: you can't use the impulse thought, though. You know, when, and, if it's his material everything, fine.
1: But even if it is his material, if it wasn't working, he'd stop doing it. Another so thing that
2: clearly did not work <laughs> the night he did it. So now he's going to stop. Is, yeah. Another thing I heard that was that he got in trouble recently in New York for doing something very similar. And, like, it was, like, in a day or so, no one knew about
1: it anymore. But well, this his, one just happened to come out. Right. His
0: more. whole act is about being this wild, crazy fuck, Yeah, you know? when, but not...
1: We, we don't want you that crazy. But yeah. make, you fuck midgets in the blowhole or whatever the fuck his joke Like, he talks about fucking a woman in her in her voice box. It's like... But every, but again, people are fine with that. Yeah, that's absolutely fine because the voice box people, ironically enough, don't have a voice. Stabbing so no gay one, people, yeah. So, but once you say stabbing, then it's like, hey, hey, no, no one, no one. There, you can't joke about that. Yeah, you can. Uh, not you can make a joke about it, somehow you can make that funny, but but just the idea that that somehow, again, gay groups absolutely should should boycott them. But but all these other for to use your word cunts. Uh, can 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 eat a dick because it's like <laughs> let them. You don't. First of all, you, your rate. Every it's all these fucking white. Why do you keep like, saying
0: that? Why do you keep saying that everyone's racist? Because and everyone's everyone is, it's tribal. But what is racism? I mean, are, are are you really racist or do you just recognize the fact that some people and some ethnic groups do fucked up shit because
1: you're aware of the news? And you, you, that you, doesn't make you, you racist. Pattern recognize and you make assumptions based on appearance. As human beings, that's what you do. I don't think that's racist. What's racist either, is say but, but these what? fucking Liberal, white niggers. White the reason did, why absolutely. we got a problem
0: in this country, these niggers, wrong. Welcome. I
1: also like to say, for the record, black people think. I think sometimes I don't know if you have a big black viewership, but mm-hmm. black people think that when they're not around, white people are like, "So the niggers." And da da da. da. The amount of times that I've heard someone give a screed the way Mel Gibson did. I've never heard anything like that. Like never. I've never white people are not like so. All right, they're gone yeah. now. Look, can we talk about these darkies? Or, and I've never heard any of that shit. Yeah, I've never have. Uh, so so but I would like to the presumption. <laughs> <Should> we do. <laughs> <It'd be> interesting. <laughs> I like to be I've, around they, Mel Gibson when he goes off. Yeah. Uh, I wonder uh, if he's still going off? Uh, when I he have. Stopped? Uh, yeah, but so the idea that somehow, uh, it, it the white liberals would say that it is racist to be presump to make any. Prejudicial uh, decisions.
0: Well, you know what? That's that's silliness. Because you should analyze. You know, if you if you know that ninety nine percent of all Chinese men uh, stab people, and right. you see a Chinese guy, you're like, "Fuck! I hope he's a one percenter."
1: Right. But again, no. yes. But but white liberals would say, "Like, how? What? That's how ridiculous.
0: That's there silly." Because as long as you ask the guy and go, "Hey, you're not a stabber," right? oh no no
1: no no. Right. Well, then you know, everyone will admit that's to not this. racist. Yes, everyone will admit to this. But you can't say it in any kind of public forum. And I think that there is obviously a difference between what we're talking about and Tracy saying stabbing. Stabbing his gay, potentially gay why son. Why is
0: political correctness? Why is that shit still here? Is and why is why are the words more important than the intent? Still,
1: well, that's what I said. It's like you, black people wouldn't. If you built a state of the art hospital in Harlem or a state of the art school in Harlem, you could call it Nigger High, and they'd be fine with it, <laughs> as long as there were great teachers there, <laughs> and uh, fucking state of the art equipment and fucking. Yes, my son went to Nigger High. Yeah. Uh, like they would really, be, they would be really I promise it, it doesn't all right, I'll say this for political correctness because I've seen it it came really to it came to full bloom in the early 90s I think it is good in terms of it, it like calling black people African Americans I think that it does uh, in some ways it's largely symbolic it's almost entirely symbolic but there is a f- 5 to 7 percent uh, range in which i think it is an effective it does uh, distinction yeah it, it does uh make i mean uh homosexual is better than saying fucking fag you know like there are words that are right but is it better than, more, than saying gay more ennobling than others is homosexual uh, better than saying gay Uh, probably is is African American better than saying black I say black because I don't because African American sounds like my friends are dignitaries or something (laughs) (laughs) Um, whereas they're just dudes right Um,
0: yeah I always find it as strange this is a strange word African American but I've been saying
1: I've been saying nigger in my act and it's, it's it's great go for it you should do it on black crowds I did. Uh, guess I did Monday? Chocolate Sunday on Sunday. Really? Did great. And I'm doing tripping on
0: Tuesdays tonight. I'm going to go <laughs> and I'm going to be in the back of the room with one knee bent and one foot in the launching position, like the starting blocks. But the, my point <laughs> is, to run out if you
1: hang out with black people, I get called it all the time. Yeah. Right. You get all called it. All the time. So the the if you're a white story. guy hanging out with black guys, they say it back and forth and you're not supposed to say it. It's almost like when you're like you're grounded and your brother's outside <laughs> right. dancing in the yard, like, Woo, yeah. you can't fucking be out here. So so uh so the bit is about like I fucking I mean, I said so I would write it on Chappelle Show. I would you know what I mean? Like I would...
0: wasn't that an issue on the Chappelle show with Comedy Central? Didn't no. You, I mean never I mean that you? was no. I'd heard that
1: you guys were I know you to... did. Yeah. You know where you heard it? Where? From from Dave's press junkets. So it's not true? No. Whoa. We were the golden geese of Comedy Central. Wait a we, minute, were, wait a minute. So, we were a license to print money for them. So when it, Dave
0: was saying that they were telling him to stop saying nigger, that was bullshit?
1: Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. I mean, again, in my experience, that was, that was. I'm not going to say, here's the thing. I say one thing about Dave and he can go on Oprah and fucking trash me. So like, I I got to be careful, but but that wasn't my experience at all. Why would he go on Oprah and trash you? Is he trashed you? He has, yeah.
0: What happened uh, that you guys
1: had this? Well, he, you know, we were doing the show, popular show. You'd been on it a few times, did wonders for your career. <laughs> um, and uh, and then we were doing great, and then uh, we renewed our contracts, which was extremely ugly. Comedy Central played divide and conquer between us, which I said they're going to do this because they're going to make, they're going to, they, they have to pay you. They don't want to have to pay me. The only way they're gonna to have to pay me is if you demand that they pay me. So what they did is they poisoned uh me in within Dave's mind. And so, how'd they do this? What they say. Uh like David said one time at wraparound that he couldn't do the show without me. At during a taping he said that. And I said that to Comedy Central. I was like, Hey, just so you know Dave said he couldn't do the show without me. And so they called Dave and goes, You know, Neil says she can't do the show without him. And then he's like, That motherfucker. So it just becomes an ego thing. And a but wait a minute, you thing. guys didn't have the kind of relationship where he would call you up? We did prior to that, but once the negotiation started, then it became like, a, I can't talk to anybody, you know? Really? Yeah. Whoa. It was the, let me let me be clear with this, it was the worst period of my life. I can't imagine a worse period. And it's just because the stakes were so high and the yeah, money was so became, high? Yeah, it just became, it became an ego thing and it just became like, no, I can attri- I can attest Complete. to
0: what the scene on the set was uh, when we did uh, the Fear Factor spoof, and what it was was Neil was running everything, and Dave was in character all day, running around. You know, uh, you know, I'm Rick James, bitch, <laughs> and 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 I, that, you know, I think that's an exaggeration. Joe Rogan, man. but Joe it was, Rogan. but you know, I mean, you had a huge part
1: in that show. Yeah, point, I was the point. co-creator of the show. Like, it wasn't. That's the thing is, like, but I think what happened was, uh, you know. They made it seem like by Dave admitting that I was. Lauren Michaels once said in reference to me and Dave, comedians don't like it when when people realize they have help. And I think in Dave was the one who would say that I was help. He because it was fair because it was only fair of, he would have to say Neil makes a big contribution to the show because I did. It was conversations with comedy shit. We said whatever. Uh, but again, I uh, uh, contributed. I believe I held up my end of the bargain, but it just became this thing of like they made. I think I don't think they made. I think part of it was in him anyway that he just resented the idea of being on a team.
0: Really? Yeah. And where did you draw this conclusion from? Did you had a conversation with I, him about this? Yeah. This is just yeah. Yeah. And what what did he say?
1: Uh, we're not a fucking team. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Close that was after this? two years of the show, and, and this we is... were teams. We were a team when it when it wasn't popular.
0: God damn, that sucks.
1: Yeah, I hate no, it was really painful. I know that's the thing. Is like, look, me and Dave are cool now, and I don't think that that's. Uh, I'd like to think that this was all circumstantial. You know what I mean? Like in the circumstance, he was just under a lot of pressure, and and he felt like. You know the the you other thing that, what you're saying is I you, don't know, I, you know the other thing that I, I will say is that is that in the when me and Dave wrote half baked, I knew that people in comedy would all think would think that he wrote all of it and people in show business would think that I wrote all of it because people in show business are predisposed to think that the black guy is a dummy and all that shit. I, dude, I would say to people, I swear to God, I was in a meeting with a producer, and he, I promised you, he goes, seriously, how much of that script did Dave write? I prom- And I was like, wow. half of it, man. Half of it. And sure enough, everyone in comedy thought Dave wrote it. Def- Jeff Ross referred to me as Dave Chappelle's typist. Okay. That's Jeff uh, Frost, though. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean he's, he's the Roastmaster that. General, yeah. but that's a little bit beyond the pale. It, yeah, wasn't, it, it wasn't at a it's roast. It's a little rude. Especially to <laughs> uh, a guy who doesn't update his act very often. Uh, that's that's very all I'm rude. Very him, rude. By himself. um Yeah, exactly. um Jeff, if any of your writers are listening,
0: when I was younger, I would have uh, most certainly had a problem with uh, working with a guy and then having to reveal the fact this guy was writing half of my material.
1: Right. Again, but the idea of half—it's not. There's so much work on the on doing a TV show. It's just—it's a lot. I did a lot of work. Here's the other thing. Dave did a fuckload of work too, and Dave is a Hall of Fame one in a billion comedian honestly though like one in a billion there's like eddie murphy him chris in terms of like i don't uh, i i think he's very different than eddie murphy i think eddie no Murphy's, no but i'm saying in terms yeah. of the decathlon of ability dave can yeah. do stand-up he can write sketches he can think of characters he can write movies he can he's got a visual sense like mm-hmm. he's got he's got the full uh, uh portfolio yeah so so the idea that that uh You know, he didn't like, I don't want to come on here and be like, the Dave Chappelle, you know, doesn't exist. Like, that's not (laughs) the truth. The truth is. Well, you're uh, talking about a guy that cracked under pressure. It's all right. It's It doesn't mean he
0: sucks. He's still one of the greatest comics ever. Yeah,
1: I I knew. So I knew early on in 97 that people were going to give me too much credit or him too much credit. So we had a deal. We don't tell people who wrote what. Like You guys had a deal, you yes. sat down and came yes. up with a deal. I mean Whose idea was that? We didn't hammer it out or anything. But Whose idea was that? It was my idea. <laughs> because I knew that if if I if if he'd heard that I said I wrote something, he'd be pissed. And uh if I heard that um he wrote like if it just it doesn't serve the team. When people ask who wrote that joke. They don't. They don't have their. They don't have your best interest in hearts. So they basically saying they're like they're going. Hey, which the one link? of you two can I discount? Because hmm. this hurts my feelings. I think it's the a good quality idea. of this hurts my feelings. So they want to find out. Who so sucks. I want to find out who stinks. Yeah, and oh, who does. That's doesn't. Funny. That's interesting. Yeah, like yeah. and and so I recognize that immediately. And so so we so but having said that, that's on the show, true
0: because you know that's the Matt. Stone, Trey Parker yeah. thing. Everybody always said, Trey Parker writes everything. Matt Stone just sits around and jerks off. Yeah, how right. I mean, yeah, Many sure. times have you heard that. Yeah. It's yeah. Why why they say that. Because South Park's the greatest fucking show that's ever existed yeah, in the face of the hurts. Point, it's it
1: painfully it hurts. good. Yeah. Uh, it hurts people who aren't producing he, he that kind of shit. He keeps Matt around because he hates money. <laughs> Trey hates money. He just wants to give half of it uh, away. And he hates yeah, everything yeah. now. He's like, God, I can't take all... I fucking hate this money. Uh, so the idea that somehow uh he didn't he didn't like the idea the implication that that um uh that white people would think that I was doing it all people would say shit like we'd be we were somewhere and and one of his agents came up and was like the genius behind the man to me standing next to dave now i know the agent is just trying to be a fucking agent and be like schmoozy right but it's like yo man don't say that shit. First of all, <laughs> cuz it's not true, and secondly cuz it fucks it poisons our relationship, you know? Mm. Um Wow, there's a lot of ego going on here. Uh there's a uh yeah. Yeah, a lot of ego. Well, people get into show business for for attention,
0: like you know, for personal attention. At some point, though, the idea is to steer it towards the work, right? To steer that energy into instead of it being personal attention, the real satisfaction is creating something
1: that's really good that people love and people respond to. Yeah, people still love it, but that's the but the thing is, if you're surrounded by people, you know, there was a there've been some studies where they where they said. What is, uh, they, they, they put people in a, a situation, a bunch of volunteers in a situation. And they asked another group of volunteers, what do you think these people will do and why? And they, they said they're going to do the negative thing because they're all dicks. So they, the people did the thing, people, the volu- this group did the thing over here and they all did the negative thing. And these people said, yeah, because they're dicks. And then they put these people in it and they did the exact same thing. <laughs> Not because they are dits. It's because as a human being in that situation, you're going to do the thing. People don't know how they're going to react in certain situations. And most of the time, it is circumstantial. It's not characterological. And that's the thing with this is I think uh, if I if I had been Dave, it's very easy for me to say I would have treated Neil differently. But again, I, you know, uh, you or... Know. or but I wasn't Dave. So Circumstances
0: really- expose character, though. I mean, that is the idea of character in the first place. The idea of character is strong. Character is able to survive under adversity, and right. that's that's what it's all about. And that's why when someone doesn't have your back when the shit hits the fan, you lose respect for them because right. you're like, well, this person doesn't have character. This person is not my friend. You know, this person is looking out for themselves, or they're weak, they're egotistical, they're whatever. They have a flaw. Yeah. 'll he'll, he'll bury me for this, by the way. really? Oh yeah he'll Do you go on this Howard's conversation yeah, Absolutely.
1: Really. We, I mean, I would bet my bet would so be so you're feeling it. bad right now that you said anything no, about I don't it? feel bad I don't I mean I, I actually don't feel like I've said anything bad and I think I've been sympathetic. I mean but no one here, the thing that was so disgusting about the whole thing was nobody asked me my side of things. 60 Minutes called, and I wouldn't do an interview. New York Times called, I wouldn't do an interview. Well,
0: explain to everybody how it all went south. So you guys were in negotiations. You're about Everybody heard the number 50 million. That's what right. I keep hearing. $50 million. They're going to make another season for a $50 million deal, and, and then Dave goes to Africa. So right. What, what, uh, what, what, what exactly went down? Well,
1: what happened was the, there was the negotiation part, the divide and conquer thing that I already talked about about them going, you know, Neil, so then he you would can't like, do it without him. He can't do it without him. So which would make Chappelle like, Fuck Neil. You're basically Comedy Central, you're deputized to lowball him. Even the, I mean he never I don't think that was ever explicitly said, but if they say like they came to him at one point like, Could you do the show without Neil? And he and they had poisoned me to him so much by that point <laughs> that he was like, Yeah, but it would take three people. Could you have decided to get together and form a partnership
0: in the form of some sort of a corporation and say this corporation is what you are contracting to do this television show and the fee for the corporation will be x right and but there was also guys the idea that split it up and some sort yeah. of illegal thing so you don't have to worry about this ever again uh couldn't that have been done that could have been done ahead of time but but i'm was... not we're not a fucking team
1: keeps yeah. that shit from happening yeah um so 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 yeah, so at that point, uh, it there was the divide and conquer thing and 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 the, so all right, yeah, so that so our relationship was pretty much po- once my deal was closed You it, couldn't
0: call him and go, yo dude, this is eventually how it is. I and did. And eventually and
1: literally we're on the both on the phone, I'm crying. Oh my god. And I think he may get, have, get out of my house right now. <laughs> Joe, this is how <laughs> this is what a bitch I am. Uh, Tracy Morgan would stab me right now. Um uh so I want to cook a steak for you after this is over. And show, uh, no, show you what, I'm crying. I think Chappelle are. may have been crying. He was definitely tearing up. Cause, on the phone?
0: Yeah. How do you know he's tearing up on the phone? Yeah, <laughs> you can be Just hoping.
1: vocally. You guys on Skype? We were on uh iChat. <laughs> um and uh and it was basically like dude like what are you doing like and then and then so finally it was I, I basically said like why are you doing this like what is i you your deal's closed but they made basically his deal was closed right bunch of money uh and then my deal was open but they made it somehow seem to dave like any point for me was a point against him and it wasn't the case but i think in so they were letting him know there's only a certain amount no, no, of money but, to no, be no, made it was here. No, 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 no. They knew they weren't. They never said like you're going to get less money if Neil gets more. Dave's deal was close. It was just the idea that like they didn't want. It was like they planted in Dave's sort of psyche that he didn't, or or, or maybe it was already in there. He he didn't want me getting too close in terms of compensation. They made it about an ego thing. Like, well, how much does Neil? How much is Neil worth? You know. Uh so they were basically deputized to lowball me.
0: Well, typically showrunners get, you know, almost as much money as the stars of shows. I mean, you look in terms of like this yes. fucking guy with this Chuck Lorre guy, yeah. Charlie Sheen, you know, everybody's talking about Charlie Sheen making $2 million an episode. Guess what? That Chuck Lorre guy probably makes more. Chuck Lorre would kill himself if he was making $2 million an episode. Yeah.
1: Uh he, he well, quit. Chuck Lorre's done a lot of big shows and sure. it wasn't cast but, but, contingent and all that. Like right. Dave brought me on, Right. you know. So I couldn't really go like fuck you and the other thing is I can't just go do the show with like I'm gonna get fucking Orlando Jones and do this right. like it's not uh, and I nor did I want to that was the thing is the thing that about me and Dave was like I love the dude right you know what I mean like right. I like adore the dude I love writing with him I love writing I love like I would work like fucking a crazy I worked I told my brother this the other day because I'd forgotten I worked one day there was a there was a period where I worked for 12 at least 12 hours a day for 35 straight days to try to just to get the show done to get the show on the air um he was working his ass off too but it was just the idea that somehow uh they just made it about like pitting us against each okay, other Okay, so For the negotiations their financial
0: go crazy. They pitted you against him. You guys wound up fighting. How did you never resolve it? How did you never talk to each other? We
1: resolved it, but it was still this thing of, like, when push comes to shove, you don't want to be on a fucking team. Uh, you don't think I'm—you think I'm fractionally worthwhile at the show— uh, it was just kind of a vote of like fun. It was just this resentment of like that I was getting this this that I got some money. for He the resented show. you.
0: Yeah. Well, I, how I don't understand that. If if he thinks that you guys are a team and it didn't affect how he much doesn't he think got, he were a team. Okay, but he knows that you guys worked together right to do the fucking show right. Uh, so it's you're basically saying that it was a, a completely an ego thing on his part. That's what you're saying. I mean, uh, you're, you're saying that he didn't feel like you were worth as much as him. He didn't feel like your, I look, your con- contribution was significant.
1: Like I said, he's a one in a billion guy. Like he's a he's a he deserves
0: yeah, but, but, way okay, more money than. me. Okay, that that said, he already had his money, so he was already getting a certain amount of money. Right. So what 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 you're saying basically is completely different than anything anyone's ever heard in the news. No kidding, because no one's ever asked me. God, this is so crazy. Yeah. So my point of view from all this time is greatest show in, all, in my opinion, greatest comedy show of all time. Chappelle show? That's yeah. Very Number nice. one. Very nice. Greatest show of all time. That fucking Clayton Bigsby character. Yeah. That's the greatest sketch in all of television. Am and the that was white, Chappelle's the, the black, idea.
1: Racist. Chappelle's supremac- idea, like yeah. he'd been he'd had it in the he and it's yeah. brilliant, brilliant. I still sketch. remember writing the sketch. It's a brilliant sketch. I remember call yeah, I won't say who wrote what. So what I had heard was that there
0: was all sorts of input from the network, and they were saying him that he used to stop saying nigger and make it more friendly to commercials. This is I oh. I don't remember where I'd heard this or well, if I'd no. heard. There was' right. cause he it might did a lot of, be second and there third was hand. a lot of
1: stories and that he because he left the show and then i think he had to figure out a way to make himself look like the victim but in my estimation he wasn't the victim wow um again no one wants to hear it cause so again I'm- he's like he's an unbelievably charming guy hilarious he's everybody's friend like I get it. He's, he was my friend. He's still, we're still friendly. Like we're friend We weren't for like three, four years, but now we're friendly and now, hang out when he's wh- in LA.
0: Let me ask you this, man. Why, why doesn't he do like fucking concerts and theaters and put out DVDs? I mean, everybody's so excited to see him do stand up, but like, you know, you never hear about it until like, he like shows up at he the comic store. And, yeah, he'll
1: show up at the store. He'll show up. He
0: showed up in Seattle and was doing shows in a park with a speaker. <laughs> He pulled out a microphone and a speaker and plugged it in and yeah. was doing
2: shows like outdoors. And- I saw him like about a month and a half ago and uh, it was just, you know, him on stage and he was kind of fucking, it felt like he was fucking around. He wasn't like doing bits, but then I was told that, no, that's his new style where he just does a lot of audience interactions does, it's and it's like bits It's almost like an in.
1: evening with. Yeah. It, it, and it's, it was cool because you no, felt it like. cool. It, it, you it, really, I mean, again, yeah. the, the guy can channel shit. Like he can just stand in there and he, he's riveting. Yeah. I saw riveting.
0: Dave do a uh, street performance in Montreal. He did uh, stand-up comedy on the street. Yeah. And what he would do was uh you know, we were doing these shows at Club Soda and then after the show, he goes downstairs and shit man, he was like I don't know, 19 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he goes downstairs and there's a, a group of people and so he just starts yelling, "Gather around, gather around, ladies and no gentlemen." Way. Yeah, and he Yeah, that was right the,
1: that's when one of the pair we met. Yeah, he starts We were friends stand-up. for like I, I invited him on the show, the show. too. Yeah. He invited really? him on the podcast, so maybe yeah. we could get him in here. And- wait, I think, wait for him. I think he'll be here any minute. Yeah, it <laughs> white, dude. Um Hey, uh, his way, dude. Hey, it's Dave. <laughs> um, I, this, is, this is very disturbing. Uh, I mean, again, uh, all I've ever said about it, it was very, like, behind the music. How come he's not doing shows? Do you have any idea? I don't know. It's, it's like he's not-, not
0: advertising his shows. It's weird. I mean, he, he does could be do. selling he, out everywhere. Yeah, I mean, he does shows
1: every once in a while for, like, you But know, no
0: DVDs. No, you know, people want to see the show. He his
1: likes, uh, you know, I have. having a contract and having to be someplace and. I have a copy
2: of Dave Chappelle uh, when he got back from uh, Africa. He mm-hmm. he did a set at a comedy club, and I have a copy of that on MP3, and it's really weird. Well, did you make the copy? N- uh, n-
1: I, I don't know what to talk about, it. Yeah. But, uh, but you, you know what's funny is line, I boot, like I Stanhope like, Stan Hope, yeah. like a month ago. Really? Because yeah. I that he does a bit about Doctor Drew, and I had to play it for someone. It's like what's the have, bit about Doctor Drew? Just about he's a charlatan, and he and, is. Yeah, he is.
0: He's a, fucking, uh, he's a whore. Yeah, Dr. Drew is purely. I'm all completely anti Dr. Drew now. I mean, he's a nice guy. When I see him, I'll say hi. I'll be his friend, but. He started doing this stupid shit on a CNN show about yeah. pot having with severe withdrawal symptoms and that the, the THC is in a higher content today which is physiologically a fucking ridiculous thing for a doctor to say because since it's not physically addictive just because there's more THC does not make it addictive you know it right. doesn't it doesn't all of a sudden change the properties of the fucking drug you know and anything where it's addictive at all it's psychologically addictive which by the way anything can be psychologically addictive you know it's like saying well, we need to take away uh, porn because porn psychologically addictive no more games gambling because some people can't handle it. Fat right. food, fatty foods, no more cheeseburgers because some people get addicted to fatty right. foods. It's like, fuck that. That's, that's nonsense. Talk. When only like half the country. Gets addicted to fatty fish. Those are fucking idiots, you know. Yeah, I L- agree. That's evolution. Are. No, I'm with you. I I'm don't... not into nerfing the world. And so his his proposition that marijuana, you know, should is is dangerous and illegal or should be illegal. It's a fucking completely ridiculous thing to say, especially when he, you know, pharmaceutical companies are producing shit that's a hundred thousand times worse and it's available everywhere. Right. It's, it's a stupid, ridiculous thing for a doctor to say. It's a terrible position for a doctor to say, and it's ignorant. You know, and the only reason why he's saying it is because he thinks that that's what the people who listen to him want to hear. He's a whore. Yeah. That's that's whore behavior.
1: Yeah. You know. I used to love him on Loveland, though. I yeah. thought he was really informative and helpful. And I just feel like it's <laughs> at a certain point it's like, dude, you're just a you you want to be famous like everybody else. Like, exactly. Just stop. what he's doing.
0: Yeah. He's he's working hard for fame his fucking show is the most ridiculous thing the the idea that he's really helping those celebrities to get clean you know I mean come on man you got a fucking camera in their face it's the worst possible scenario for someone to try to clean up yeah they give them attention in the end of their career when everything's fucking completely falling apart you're gonna give them attention and put a camera on them while they're weeping and shaking and pissing their pants they should
1: make it they should make it like uh, whoever remains the sober the longest gets some kind of money yeah that's what it should be right yeah like that's make a, it a real, game show, a, yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> what
0: is um what is Stanhope's bit? What does he say about him? Do you I him? think I have it on my
1: phone. Do you? <laughs> yeah, right. I, it's such a good bit. It's like such an uh, it's uh, it it was it's a crazy good bit. Um, so uh, whatever. I, I it would take me forever to find. But
2: were you still involved when the uh, Chappelle the Chappelle Show had like that kind
1: of wrap yeah. up show and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah, because I like the sketches. <laughs> Yeah, like so me this, and Dave wrote the sketches together, so and then this it became was, this thing of like it was, it was, uh, and again, uh, like I, I don't want people to think that I'm a dick or Dave's a dick. I, I just it was a it was a it was a stressful situation. Um, you so you were involved in the se- the season that he was involved
0: in, which was he,
1: like he, he he was he was we wrote the sketches together, right? But he wasn't involved them, in putting it on the air. He was not involved in putting them on the air. Yeah. Did he
0: not want it on the air?
1: Uh, I think his perception, in my my feeling about it, was his perception of what was uh, recorded. Uh, no perception of what was relevant, or or what was what was. It's what's ra- when does racial become racist? Mm-hmm. Um, and just got sort of. Sp- blurred and i don't think he could see the difference between so he thought some of the stuff was racist instead yeah. of racial and it was based on completely random random uh so what you're basically saying is that the pressure of this show over two years
0: was so intense and that so many things happened and there's so much going on that he kind of cracked a little which I is mean, what a lot of people thought when he moved to Africa I mean, when he I went to Africa is uh, to Africa. is
1: is is I don't know again man I don't I don't presume to know what it's like to be a a famous black comedian uh it, like it, because it the thing that black guys black comedians get that white people don't is you become a symbol you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you become the elec- you become the spokesman Mm-hmm. So people on news shows start going like, "Well, I saw on Dave Chappelle's show that you can do it." I saw that a thousand times where people it became this thing, it became bigger than the intention, mm-hmm. where its the intention was like this little this show that was almost just to make each other laugh and then it became this big thing, it became like this bully pulpit. And and so it it became it was so much responsibility I think for Dave that he actually it stopped being fun because it wasn't like it wasn't it was it was the idea of like he said on 60 minutes like dance like nobody's watching and then it became like dance like fucking way too many people are watching mm-hmm. and and i think it got in his head about about is this responsible or is this which again as a white person you just don't have to worry about hmm. no one's going to go you don't you're never going to be the spokesman for white people ever do you hear me um <laughs> If you keep this up, Uh, no, like you just can't. You'll never. So that's the thing that, as a, I think as a as a black comedian, it's just, it's like Eddie Murphy. The times I've spoken to him and hung out with him is still still seems upset by the fact that that he got like picketed, you know, by doing gay jokes. Yeah, he's like, man, fucking, I'm just doing jokes, and then next thing I know, I got people outside picketing. It's like. Well, yeah, but you. Gotta, I mean, dice. Obviously, dice said the same thing. So
0: it's not just racial, but it's your it's the perceptions that you're 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 very influential. And when you're on stage and you're saying a bunch of really negative shit about black people, I mean, Eddie Murphy said a lot of really mean shit about black people. You know, it gay people. You mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Excuse me. Gay people. So it wasn't it wasn't um it wasn't just you know he was doing jokes. It was you know the the jokes were really nasty.
1: Yeah. No, I'm with you. I like I don't like all that that material, but but um but having heard that i just want to say that eddie is an awesome dude he is He's and, a great guy yeah great guy to hang out with to talk to hilarious um but uh but so the they I, are just jokes but they are just jokes i mean but it, again if you're doing jokes in a club with 100 people it doesn't take on that mom mentality whereas when you're in fucking nassau coliseum you start to go oh wait this is almost too much yeah uh influence over people it's it's one thing when it's a club but when it becomes this big like
0: what next we had brian prosain on yesterday and he was talking about uh the gathering of the juggalos he's Mm -hmm. doing uh stand up at the gathering of the juggalos and i thought about it after he left i got baked and i was writing and i was thinking you know it would be cool if we had some fucking crazy death squad meeting somewhere because i know Stanhope did some shit like that like he had these parties in the desert but it was really just like a loser festival
2: yeah it became a bad idea
0: but doing some one crazy event every year, you know, something like that. But that's when things get dangerous. When things get dangerous is when you have like a movement behind you. Yeah,
1: and then you, you have, have a logo and shit. Yeah, it's, it's very not...
0: difficult to fucking keep your 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 interest pure.
1: It's also yeah, it's hard to. Uh, it's, it, it, yeah, it's you kind of go wait what 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 am I doing? It becomes this corporation. It just becomes like this. Like a corporation and fucking a lot of, you meet with lawyers more than you meet with writers. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. Part of it. that's. that's Oprah uh, seemed
0: to have managed it fine.
1: Oh, here we go. <laughs> do you, do you have a huge issues with Oprah? I like Oprah. Do you? Yeah, I do. I don't. You don't like Oprah? No. She had Dave on. He's trashing me. No one from her show calls me. She doesn't ask for my side of things. No one warns me. No one, and and then she, but she's this like great humanist. It's like, well,
0: in her defense, yeah. I mean, is she going to have another show where you come on? At least tell me,
1: or at least have me Well, be how, about, how
0: does she have any idea that you were going to get trashed on the show? She knows that she had Dave on. She
1: had it in the can for weeks.
0: Right, but what are they going to tell you that, that Dave trashed you? No. Well, you they really could. think? Why would they email me? Something. Really?
1: Yeah. I, I don't. Or I if you're going to have that. someone telling retelling a story, it's like <laughs> have. Both people on. Huh?
0: I wouldn't expect that. Um, I would think you know. Here's the famous guy. Let's hear he's his on take on mom. his. He's got a take. Well, you know, we're friends, right? If he goes on Oprah, I'm sure he'll say nice things. That I,
1: I like Oprah. Well, that's what you think until two weeks later. And if he
0: doesn't, uh, you know, I'll write something online. I, I can't believe you said <laughs> that. Before. And this is the reality. <laughs> is and before he's fucking douchebag.
2: And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks to you, by the way. I don't. I, I'm guessing I'm going to have to blame you for it. Now on Twitter, where it says similar to you, Oprah for my profile. <laughs> comes up now. And it has to be because of you. Because I, Cause never, I What do you like about Oprah? I
0: think she is a positive voice to people like her. She's a positive voice to older women. She gives them something to look forward to. She has this fanatical following of like-minded people. And her message is essentially positive. Her message is of life improvement and of dietary improvement and behavioral improvement. Her message is of spreading love. She's nothing like me. There's nothing about her. I bet she probably hates everything I've ever done Of every outside of news She's, radio. She
1: likes your MMA. I bet she Go hates
0: ahead. UFC. I bet she hates Fear Factor. I don't, but it's all good. I, I'm a very different human being than she is. But I recognize that as a human being, who she is, is uh, very beneficial and very important to people like her. I like. I like it. Game recognizes game, son. Yeah. She's uh, positive.
1: Yeah, I think she's a fucking egomaniac.
0: Well, funny. she she <laughs> might be. I had a friend who worked oh, her, for her, yeah. and he painted a very different picture of her. Uh, then uh, you know you you see of her on her show when she's being interviewed by like-minded people. But m- my friend who interviewed her is kind of a cunt, and he likes to start arguments. And right. uh, I bet he would have a real hard time working for some powerful woman. And I assent- I assume that that's probably what happened. You know, he got stupid with her because he used to get stupid with me when we worked together. So I'm assuming with her it was probably even grosser. You know, so that, yeah. I mean, I just did the math, but you know, I mean, yeah, I, I think mean, I don't, I, I don't know, I just.
1: You don't like her because of your own personal. No, no, situation. but I didn't like her before that. What didn't you like about her before that? She's an egomaniacal phony. It's all How in the service that? of Oprah. She doesn't give a. F- it's like the last week where there are people on her farewell shows where there's two, there's uh, uh, people are gathered around to honor this woman that they've made a billionaire. They're like, "Thank you for letting us make you a billionaire," and she said, "Like fucking like this like a fucking uh, like a queen or something." Hmm. Okay, but
0: how would she have handled it? How what's the other way to handle it? Came out and start flicking them all. No, off just and... say
1: goodnight. Do a final show. You <laughs> well, you know, maybe stadium. she
0: wanted to give them the chance to say thank you and she wanted to give herself a chance to thank them. And I don't know Johnny Carson,
1: happened? why didn't Johnny Carson do that?
0: Why did Johnny Carson smoke 5 packs of cigarettes a day and die of a because fucking he was a ter- terrible disease? Because he's a badass. You ever see the pictures of him when he was about to die? No. I'll never forget these photos. They had him in like Star Magazine or one of those things. He had this giant gut like he swallowed a basketball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was smoking like Paul Malls. And he was just insanely unhealthy when he died. It's amazing when you think of a guy who was that loved by so many people, was so fucking miserable. So miserable.
1: Uh, Yeah.
0: You ever hear Wayne Newton talk about him? No. Wayne Newton talking about Johnny Carson is the most hilarious shit. Because yeah. Johnny Carson, we used to tell jokes about Wayne Newton, and he shit on Wayne Newton. And Wayne Newton was, you know, he's a fucking egomaniac, and he couldn't right. take it. So apparently, like, he confronted Johnny Carson and grabbed him and threatened him and said he was going to kick his ass. And, yeah. And That's a funny, he, pretty funny. It's the only way Johnny Carson stopped doing it, like, flew in to see him. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I wonder if it's true, though. Oh, I... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Wayne Newton might have said that he threatened him. He might have got in there and said, you stop telling the jokes about me, Johnny. Went, get this fucking guy out of here. And they yeah, probably right. pulled him
1: out of there. Well, that's what I like about you and your toughness is that you don't, uh, you're so physically threatening that you don't, you just, the parameters with you are very clear. Whereas I think with, I just, I, it'll never get to violence with you, but I like that if you just said like, hey, would you stop doing jokes about me? People would just do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody's really worried about physical violence in this day and age, you know, not from someone kicking their ass. This is so much at stake and so much to, to even pretend that you would do that. Like, you know, I'm going to go kick somebody's ass because they tell jokes about you. That's silly. I'm not yeah. I don't think that way ever. My you know, I've never been one who's into getting in fights. Uh, never. Yeah. Even when I was young, I just I think it's dangerous and scary. And I've seen too many people get fucked up. I just been into martial arts since I was a kid because I have terrible problems primate savage instincts and i'm trying to curb every fucking step of the way i'm doing it to try not to fuck people up i'm, tr- I'm doing it to tr- try to not get angry you know
1: yeah uh no that's good but that that was what the thing with you and carlos that was what i your size uh made it it kind of took that off the table like he couldn't be like fuck you and fight you it just and I also think and that's I don't know if you remember when I gave you twenty dollars a few weeks after it because <laughs> I just thought you no, deserved that's right you did yeah you deserve recompense <laughs> for what you did um, <laughs> but I think that you're that, the only one who ever did that that boy. video that video made it uh, made joke thievery unacceptable yeah. and I think that that Carlos's career has suffered as a result of the video because it just made it made something that was uh, behind the scenes and only comedians knew and then it made it put it in the public eye
0: well it's also because of Brian Brian is the one who edited it, and, and if it oh did you edit it the way he yeah, edited it, it, it he filmed made filmed it, it so entertaining I mean, it was ten fucking minutes long you listen to ten minutes of that nonsense you know and this argument back and forth between two comedians it would have been really boring and it probably would have gotten not a fraction of the hits but right. he made it so interesting because he had all these other people saying that Men- Mencia steals material and going right. back in time and you know and, and, and you know, switching the time in the, you know, where you go in the past and then the future and you know going back yeah. and forth he made it really fascinating to
2: to watch. That was a, a big what's, part. What's of it. lucky about that whole thing that happened is actually I had been doing my research about the guy way beforehand. I actually had made a prior video that you, you know, did
1: your doctoral thesis. Huh? Yeah, Correct. yeah.
2: I mean, I was waiting for a day like this to happen, and it all like pretty much based the first time I ever met him. Like I, he like stopped and like went shoulder to shoulder with me. He looked at me and did that chicken neck thing where he's like like that kind of like to make me flinch or something like that I like get out of my way I like get out of my way and I'm like really okay are and, and you
1: were you what's the
2: guy hanging out the guy hanging out at the comedy store talking to uh, Duncan Trussell and uh, he's uh, a cunt
0: you know it's weird I've he was a he was a real problem you know there I've never been in a situation like that where you really realize how the business is is structured that no agents gave a fuck. No club owners gave a fuck. Everybody knew he was stealing shit, and they kept using him because he was putting asses in seats. And it was so shocking to watch everybody turn a blind eye to him, cannibalizing old Richard Pryor CDs. But what's great
1: is you went around those people to the audience and said, hey, or you both did, and said, hey, this is what's actually happening. And the people have since spoken... Yeah. With fewer asses and seats you Well know? you can also read his
0: Twitter And you realize how fucking crazy he really is And right. watch his little Facebook videos That he puts out Then you get to see the real human being now Behind this facade of being a fake Mexican And you know, being the number one Latino comic You know, right. But the reality is The Latino market is fucking gigantic And they were looking yeah. for a superstar And right. so Mitzi Shore said Hey why don't you change your name to Mexican right. And so she made him become this fake his Mexican His original name comedian. was
1: Carlos Mexican <laughs> <laughs> that was Mitzi's idea. His name's Ned. That's the yeah. strangest thing. Yeah, ever. but I, not that. I really liked that in that it it made people more aware of yeah joke thieves, and it made it it people. There was another like confrontation like a month ago. Which, yeah, um, about was, a dead
0: guy's material? Yeah, yeah, which was excellent. Yeah, I didn't see it, but uh, I I heard it's pretty good. I don't want to even. I, I'm so connected to that world. It's like I avoid the dead. Like, Yes, that. (laughs) The the, the world of plagiarism and exposing plagiarism. Like I don't want to. I just don't. Enough already. I've said more than enough negative shit about it. It was an issue that had to be dealt with and an issue unlike any. People bring up all these arguments about parallel thinking and you're absolutely right. I've had jokes that I thought, I know I wrote. I know I wrote. And then I'll watch some fucking HBO special from 1984 and it's like basically the same premise. Here's a perfect example. Yesterday we were talking about Racist about if dolphins could talk, and we were talking if they they, because they came up with a machine to decipher dolphin language, right? And then I I said, uh, that we would have the first words were, I hate Jews, you know. And then we, I was watching a clip, somebody posted on the message board, you guys did a bit on the Chappelle show with a racist dolphin. I'm here, the the nigger hating dolphin,
1: yeah. (laughs) I'm here to reclaim that bit from you, Joe. So, there, so it's like I did a bit, uh, I was doing it for like three weeks. It was killing so hard that I had to I had to close with it because it was just killing so hard, Uh, and then about three weeks into doing it, uh, Jim Norton goes, "Hey, uh, Jim Florentine used to do that bit." I was like, "Motherfucker!" So then I see Florentine and he's like, "I did it 15 years ago," and he's like, "You should do it." And I was kind of like, "I can't." Yeah, it's it sucks because it's one of those things. It's like, ah, yeah, fuck. It was such a good, and I know I wrote it like I, I.
0: Cause I remember jokes. I work with this kid in Vegas, and he was doing bits off my old CD, my CD from 1999. He did three bits, yeah, and just reworked them and changed them. It was a f- few years back. Ari couldn't make it, and anyway, long story. Uh, so I was like, you know, what do I even? Say? I mean, I'm not doing any of this stuff anymore. I don't do it right. anymore. But goddamn, dude, I mean, you're going on right in front of me, and you're redoing <laughs> my own, my old fucking material. Did you say anything to him? No, he was so terrible. I was like, you know, I'm never gonna work yeah. with this guy again. Anyway. The odds are, you know, yeah. it was, but you know, when you have a bit that, you know, you found out that someone, you know, George Carlin did 20 years ago,
1: you got to let it go. Yeah. I you mean, know? but there are you bits that I've written that, that recently that like someone else and it's kind of like, I don't fucking, and then you get into what day. Did you write it? Well, you know, it's... That's why you tweet everything.
0: There's certain things, like news stories, when things happen, that it's unavoidable. When, you know, the Mel Gibson arrest happened, unavoidable. There's going right. to be some similar shit, you know, when you're talking about Charlie Sheen. There's going to be some similar yeah. shit. But when it comes to like you know a, a bit that's like really like a signature premise, I've had this issue with a couple friends where I was like, dude, you got to drop that bit. You know That's this guy. That's like real similar to this guy's bit. I've heard it before. And they go, yeah, I don't think it's that similar. I'm like, look, yeah. what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to yeah. be this unoriginal guy, man. You right. know, someone in the audience, you're going to be out there on stage, and you must know that there's 300 people out there. Someone knows that there's another guy who does that bit. At least one, maybe one person. For me, I can't do it. For right. me, I can't do that bit now. If you can do that bit, to me, that says something about you artistically, that you're, you you got some low standards, you know, and that you're willing to compromise to come up with new material, yeah. which is like really close to stealing. It's like, yeah,
1: that's one of those things that's a bit of a, that's like, that's a how do you live with yourself kind yeah, of thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it sucks, man, but sometimes you got to let things go. I mean, sometimes, you know, someone will say, oh, this guy has a bit just like that. And then you go, oh, no, he doesn't. You listen to it. And it's like a similar premise,
1: but you went in a totally different direction with it. You yeah, know? some kid accused me. I did. I wrote something on Twitter like two months ago. And some kid was like, Aziz, Aziz Ansari did that bit on fucking his special. And I was like, I know. How do you think I got the idea? <laughs> <laughs> well, we were making fun did... of um,
0: uh, R. Kelly's video, Real Talk, which yeah. I watched again after a year. I haven't I don't seen I not seen year. the video.
1: I have a song... Memorize, you gotta but, see the video. The video is incredible. It's, best, it's yeah.
0: one of the greatest videos. Is Milton of all time. in it? Milton? Yeah, Milton. Yeah, he's trying to. Milton's at the end of yeah. fighting. They're stopping the fight. There's a you fake bogus. fight that goes you on. bogus, girl. Yeah, <laughs> bitch. I wish you would <laughs> burn my motherfucking, motherfucking clothes. clothes and so uh, we were making fun of it on the podcast, and someone you know tweets me. Yeah, Aziz Anasari already makes fun of it. I'm right. uh, No, he doesn't own that. Sorry, yeah. you don't get to own one of the greatest fucking unintentional pieces of comedy ever. Right. I don't care if he makes fun of it. I haven't seen him make fun of it. I'm sure he right. does. I know he does an R. Kelly bit. You don't own making fun of R. Kelly. That's like owning making fun of Michael Jackson or yeah. making fun of Shaquille O'Neal. You don't. Yeah. You don't make. You own. You don't own making fun of something ridiculous. Yeah. So there's that. I, I see that. But man, when you find a joke that you know that used to be on some fucking
1: Richard Pryor CD. You gotta let that joke. go. Yeah, it's hard. Ho- I mean, even because I have a good memory for jokes, so it becomes like a, it becomes a hard. Uh, but I guess it just forces you to be more original. Well,
0: that's when I knew Mencia was a thief. There was a the first thing that he ever did where it really popped a red flag. Back when we were friends, is he did a bit about a UFO landing in the hood. And that's right. like some old, yeah. you know, you know, niggas will steal their shit. You know, the thing yeah. about stealing a the, the, uh, UFO from the aliens.
1: Chappelle did a joke when he was in high school uh, that if Alf came to his neighborhood, uh, a week later you'd see a nigger in an Alf skin coat. <laughs> 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 this is like the and he's like fifteen. That's Chappelle, funny. You know, that's funny. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Funny. You. Oh know,
1: uh, yeah. So Carl. So you realize? Yeah. You just kind of go ah. Yeah, makes you not really want to get a drink with him after. Well, it made me
0: made me like tell him, and then I told him he's like, no, I've been doing that bit for a while. I go, dude, 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 that bit's
1: on a <laughs> unless you've been doing n- it since nineteen eighty one, not even
0: seventies. Yeah. It's yeah. like that nigger's crazy. It's on that one, I think. It's it's one of the old. It's like a cassette. It's probably you know just released recently on CD or something, you know. And uh, you know, he was like insisting on doing the bit. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Like you're telling me that you know, you know that Richard Pryor did it already, and you're right. gonna keep doing it
2: because you came up with it on your own. Yeah, was, look at the
1: Bill Cosby one. You yeah. know,
2: playing football with your dad. That was well, that was going. the one
1: that you guys inspired. We didn't do that. No, I know, else. but that because yeah. of you guys, that yeah. was the nail. On the, that was the final nail in the coffin.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think that was the one where people went, "What the fuck?" Like, there's like <laughs> he's a sacred, you know, deity in comedy. Bill Cosby. Yeah. You know, there's not a, a single comic that'll you know ever tell you that Bill Cosby ain't shit. You know, those the fucking Noah's Ark bit. You know, and Noah. What? You know, remember that bit? Mm-hmm. That the whole thing that he used to do? Like his stories, these long, like, re- he was like, he had a real particular style of comedy, man. Yeah, he invented
1: you know? the, he invented a style.
0: Yeah, the long story and with a punchline at the end of the
1: story, you know? And I, I'm not a fan of his show. I wasn't a fan of the Cosby show. No. What? I really wasn't. Uh, yes. It was just condescending. It was just the whole show was like, children are morons and I'm going to chop them down every week I'm just kind of like alright man yeah well you know it's a fucking sitcom man yeah no I get it. But is there I, a sitcom did, you like I liked Family Ties <laughs> I'm not even fucking around like I liked Family Ties uh, but that's about do you like Two and a Half Men uh, I'll say this for Two and a Half Men I've seen it on mute a few times <laughs> on the plane and it looks like they're having a good time <laughs>
0: That oh, might be God. the best answer anyone has ever they, given really to that question. It really like, oh, these guys
1: are having a good time. And then occasionally I'll hear like a dick joke, and I'm always like, that's a pretty strong dick joke for, the, for, for a sitcom at that time slot.
0: I only watched it once recently, and I thought it was the most unbearable thing I'd ever seen on television. I thought it was incredible that it's so popular. We were talking about it yesterday. I, I'm, I'm, I was baffled by it. I, I, I couldn't believe how bad the jokes were. I was like this is just this is just an alien language. Right. Like I'm watching it with my mouth open and I'm hearing the laugh track and I'm like this isn't even my language. Like what the fuck yeah, is happening? Yeah, if you don't watch
1: yet? a show with a laugh track for a while and then you do, you're like what the fuck? Is yeah, that? I would like what to watch
0: talking? it and have it all the laughs extracted. Like someone do it through Pro Tools, go in there extract all the laughs and just have them say the, the jokes and have no response and see how Dex, fucking bizarre that shit be. I yes, wanted to do that,
1: that where every punch, you take the laughs out and then every punchline, I just go bam.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean if you see like you know Curb Your Enthusiasm has no laugh track you know yeah. and it's hilarious but if you did that with like a show like Two and a Half Men take out all the laughs yeah. and only have them act out the scene it's fucking preposterous yeah but having
1: said that Cheers had a laugh track Simon had a laugh track friends had a laugh track. Hey, there's nothing
0: wrong with a laugh track. What I'm saying is when something's really horrible. Yeah,
1: and then you're just faking it.
0: Yeah, and when if you could just listen to it without the laughter, it would be so surreal. That's like
1: that movie that looks that like uh the movie with um I always forget the guy's name. The guy from uh, who hosted the Oscars and he's handsome. Wolverine. Crow? Wolverine. Oh, yeah. Uh, you yeah, Jack. He's playing yeah. steel, these steel robot boxers? That looks mm-hmm. good. What is it? I, I think that looks awesome. <laughs> what is it? It's, it's like, like steel... Transformers boxing
2: match. It's like a boxing movie. It like Rocky like mixed with Transformers. Movie. It really? looks like
1: a. Fa- Every whoa, 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 movie whoa, what is this, just called? Looks like what a, is this called?
2: Uh, uh, real Steel. Yeah, uh, Real Steel. At first, I thought it was a knock em, movie. It is. And that's pretty much what it is. I thought it looked cool just because I like that Transformers. Wait, what?
0: Hugh Jackman shirtless in the Real Steel mm. trailer. damn. <laughs> I, I, I
2: yes. want to see that I'm, bastard.
0: I'm a nerd, though. You fucking ruined the Wolverine character, man. I what? don't care. Anybody I like says, that movie too. Wolverine's supposed to be like five foot three and and built like
1: a. a I a find freak. those movies pitiful. I find the odd, the fact that they can only do superhero <laughs> movies now just pitiful. Like it's there. It's I told someone it's like it's they're for dumb people to be able to explain to other dumb people. Like there's a dude <laughs> and he got bit by a spider and he's half spider and half man and he wears a uniform so you're never confused about who's who and he's got a logo on the superman has a logo on the front and the back in case you get him you're telling me you don't like comic book movies man uh i liked i'm such an old man i like the chris reeves superman whoa and uh which other ones have i liked I didn't like X Men. I didn't like. You uh, like Spider Man, obviously. Didn't like so Spider-Man. I'm watching the trailer
0: for this this Rock'em Sock'em's Robots movie.
1: Oh, I like the Batman movies. I like the new Batman's. I like yeah. the Tim Burton ones, and I like the uh, the the what's his names.
0: Yeah. This, by the way, this premise of this film where there's robots and the people like wear this robot outfit and get in fights. It's a fucking great idea, man. That's actually real robots. So. Oh, these are robots, and they're controlling them remotely. That's what it is. No, they're just think, they're just like, you training think, robots. It's it's a good idea of, to
1: have a avatar robot.
0: Yes, it'd be fucking awesome.
1: <laughs> have avatar robot fights.
0: To me, it's no different than racing cars. You know what? You're racing cars. You know you're not supposed to be moving that fast. You're using a machine to move that fast. You know, and you're bumping into each other and cutting cutting each other. Wasn't off. that
1: in one of those? That was in. Uh, it was in um, <laughs> the end of X Men or the end of uh, of of uh, Iron Man. Wasn't that, wasn't Jeff Daniels in like a, or didn't, didn't, I like that movie too. Uh, <laughs> you liked Iron Man. Yeah. Iron um, Man was fun,
0: right? Yeah. Easy, the easy new Conan fun. looks fun. A lot of people are shitting on it online. Uh, it looks pretty fucking badass to me. And they're like saying that, they, oh, that guy can't be Conan. He's not built enough. He's not this enough. Nobody really looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger right, in the fucking
1: 1500 BC. All right. right? That shit's unrealistic. No carbs. Yeah. It was just all red meat back then. He was on a strict diet in the in the, in the Paleolithic times. Paleo diet. <laughs> Paleo.
0: That's what a lot of people are doing right now. It's is that be, true? It's all the rage. Yeah. You didn't know that? Yeah. That's a good book. Paleo diet is all like vegetables, no grains, no rice, no Oh, pasta. yeah. No, that's good. It's all things that are you know, it's, it's meat and vegetables. You know, things that people in the Paleolithic would have eaten. Right. Before agriculture. Before hot
1: dogs and shit. Um... Yeah, those, those, uh, you think that that's, a, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm out of touch with what the people want. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I, uh, I'm just a big fan of robots and, and good CGI. And <laughs> good I think that's, I think, I think that's good Yesterday's CGI. Yesterday
0: you're a big fan of frogs. I mean, no,
2: I don't, I, doesn't it look like good CGI? And in, yes. in a financial way of looking at this movie, I think it's the most genius thing ever. You're mixing, like, fighting, like UFC. To me, it's mixing like, it like robots. A, just, uh,
1: like it was generated by a computer, like <laughs> robots. Right. Like and a, fighting, like the private soft part. and uh, a guy who a guy who's down on his luck, and then they you know yeah,
2: I, I see that too. I mean, but I I don't know. I'm, I think it's a good idea for kid for a kid movie. I'm guessing that's what this is, kind of like a teenager movie. Yeah, it's good. But... You, it's, you mean a movie? Because
1: that's they're all for fighting. they're all for these goddamn teens. teens. Uh, <laughs> no, I said I told somebody that if the Godfather was released today, Michael Corleone would wear a spandex suit with a G <laughs> on it.
3: <laughs> and drive
1: a fucking buy like a Batmobile but it would be like the Aston cannoli Martin. mobile no it would yeah. be a cannoli mobile it would be a giant cannoli yeah. and he would
0: <laughs> a spandex suit with a G on it oh how funny would that be if yeah. somebody pitched that in a meeting I just think he's the best he's, did, the, he's best. the best everybody loves him he's number one right right and he wears an outfit that's different he separates him yeah he puts it on he goes out he fucks up you, all know, the other
1: that crew. you know who it is um Oh, Everybody's hilarious. got a costume, uh, uh, just a costume that retarded people can understand. <laughs> <laughs> that's Superman. You just go, oh, yeah, he's fucking I'm retarded. That's definitely Superman.
0: What is your take on this fucking Spider-Man thing that they're doing in Broadway? You know, you know the whole story behind yeah. this—the Spider-Man play. It's the biggest, most expensive play they've ever produced by far on Broadway, and apparently, it's a fucking financial disaster.
2: Yeah. and people are dying.
0: Yeah, people are uh, falling yeah, down people and breaking hurt. their fucking backs and yeah. shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I was—if was, there was another accident, I was gonna do a Twitter, a tweet where. Um, spider-man himself came out and condemned the musical i was like look we've got to stop this As spider-man please you're giving me a bad name that's funny
0: yeah no shit there's the, the thing where the, the guy's a hero he wants to save people and it's fucking yeah, and and musical it's, more co- people
1: have been injured than yeah they've killed more people than the green goblin am i right <laughs> yeah, am i right ladies totally.
0: and they they're flying around during this broadcast right during, during this uh this performance know they fly is it la- still around open? like they're on a web yeah they've
1: reopened it they're trying to just re- they brought the it. original director back it's just uh, it's like hey you just want to say to them like hey you guys know you don't have to do this <laughs> you can just stop <laughs> right and it's like just maybe just stop Yeah. it's
0: hard though once you commit to something it's pretty much over you know once yeah. you, it's very difficult to to quit something once you're yeah. rolling you gotta admit that it
1: sucks you know there's a the term is motivated reasoning where you just go oh no no it's good right yeah ah, Oh, it's good, but meanwhile the whole yeah. the whole reason you're saying it is because you want it to be good. Na, 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 yeah. na, na, na. You can also tell by people's pitch. Oh yeah, the worst is when you go to uh, table
0: reads and you hear the producers with the fake laugh because they're trying to. Ah, make ah, ah, yeah. Oh, so is that there's is yeah. there anything grosser?
1: It's uh it's it makes you want to it makes you want to move to wherever I am right now, <laughs> <laughs> wherever the fuck I am, the hills. If you want to, you they, stalkers wouldn't even bother. You would to stalk you out here. Would take a lot of money. <laughs> Helicopters. You'd spend a lot of money on gas, getting like out I here. Like I said, this
0: is nothing. I, I, I would be very happy if I didn't have my uh, marital situation and children. be very happy living in the woods. I would like it. With huh. all the people that I see when I do the UFC, all the people that I see when I do comedy shows and all the other yeah. bullshit, I need the opposite. I, need a, I yeah. need a balance. I need a counterbalance. So You ever see
1: I- that documentary in, in uh, The Shining? uh dvd there was a documentary that kubrick's wife made no it's excellent but like scatman crothers it's just crying for no reason is the best um but uh jack nicholson says in the documentary a famous person meets uh in a in a month the same amount of people that a non-famous person meets in a lifetime it's true yeah which is just about true like and just,
0: you have no capacity to remember them anymore. It's uh I, I get embarrassed sometimes about not remembering people, but it's a thing called Dunbar's number. You yeah. literally only was have room in your brain. 150. Yeah. Two plus, you know, plus or minus. But you know, you only have room for that many people in your brain. You know every fucking weekend I meet more than that. Yeah. Every weekend at the UFC. Well,
1: that was I met Obama at the at like a month ago at the the on bin Laden Eve. Because my really buddy, yeah. Because my buddy Seth Myers hosted the Correspondence Center. And I wrote a bunch of shit for him. And so I was there and I met Obama. And so that day, de- and and we had a really fucking funny, cool exchange. Like, like I said, uh, I my name's Neil Brennan. I created Chappelle Show because I co created Chappelle Show because I know Michelle was a fan. And he's like, oh man, we love that show. In fact, it's got to be the greatest show of all time or something. I was like, cool. how cool would it be if you could get him to say, I'm Rick James, bitch? I'm <laughs> Rick <laughs> uh, And uh, so he's like, Michelle, this guy created Chappelle Show. Dave, House Michelle comes over and she's like, We were so upset when it went off the air. And I was like, How do you think I felt? And uh, <laughs> so, so, uh, so then we have an exchange. And I was like, I said to Obama, I was like, This is also odd, man. I go, Do you ever get used to this? And he goes, Nope. And he goes, But I can't just up and retire like Dave did. <laughs> Fucking really funny. That day, uh. he had gone to Alabama to survey the, the tornado, he went to Cape Canaveral. To, they were going to launch something. Gabby Giffords, the woman who got shot, the senator or the congresswoman who got shot was there, saw her, gave a commencement address at uh, Miami-Dade Community College, flies back to D.C., has to be personal and engaging with all these. Hundreds of people are lined up to get their picture with him. And then he's got to do stand-up. Also, he's got to hit out on bin Laden that he knows and the people like this guy's too cool is he too cool would you want him like oh my god fucking stressed out like he's not he's the right amount of cool and the fact that he knew to be like he he'll he probably doesn't even remember meeting me i'll never forget it (laughs) you know what i mean like and he knows that he knows that part of the job is just performing uh the job of the president whereas you know you've got to perform joe rogan um (laughs) No, but I'm sure there's a party that you you just want to go, I don't give a fuck, and walk away. But you have to, like, no, it's part of your Sometimes. duty. Yeah. Sometimes. No, no, like in, I don't think you are Yeah, I don't think that you're... You get that, overwhelmed. Yeah, you get overwhelmed, but you kind of you kind of can't. It's part of life. I always say that it's just people being
0: nice to you. That's what most of it is. It is, yeah. No, but it really imagine is. Imagine if you were a hated person and that was going on. You yeah. Know? Imagine well, if you're, you know, Monica Lewinsky or someone like that, you know, where everybody's, like, goofing on you. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or uh, LeBron, you know, everybody yeah. hates him now. Yeah. You know, any, any, that's, that's got to be fucking really hard to yeah. be a, a celebrity who's done something really fucked up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah it's got to make you, it's got to fuck with your, your whole so thing. So what are you doing these days, man? What are you up to? Uh,
1: you're doing stand, stand up. up and, um, you know what I'm going to start doing is, uh, I've been shooting cause I like based on this paradigm, I'm kind of into the idea of just auto, do everything myself put it out like and and so i've just been shooting some sketches i haven't shot i haven't edited them yet but i've got a lot of sketch i my brain is my brain kind of wasn't working that well for like 2 3 years it was just a little sluggish it was like my hard drive was full and i started taking this shit called 5-HDP. 5HTP yes and in since that my brain has just been like how, how much milligrams a per day are you taking do you have
2: any 400, idea 400 400 which yeah. is way too many yeah
1: but I don't I, I've always suspected I didn't have serotonin, and this is serotonin. Um, so since then, I've just been spitting a lot of ideas for sketches, for stand up you know, for jokes, for whatever. and it's gratifying that I'm gonna try to do it kind of on my own because I don't know you know people always say, why don't you write for this show or that show? I'll write for Seth because he's my friend and and uh, and I don't and I don't want to be on a show where I can't control what's being selected right so you you want to do something on the internet where you can control everything yeah where i mean i can control i could probably have a show somewhere and control a lot of it but i just i i just want to stop craving corporate approval Mm. i want to get past this idea of like if you've been uh benighted by viacom or whatever then you're more legit because that's the great thing about twitter and facebook and all this stuff is like it takes them out of it Mm. you know yeah uh so i'm going to just try to shoot some sketches and and do stand-up and and i would love to be a stand up. i would love to like do what you do you know obviously being doing the tv stuff greatly helped your your draw
0: yeah it all helps but this has helped more than anything this podcast has been the biggest impact on my stand-up by far, by a giant long shot. That's great. I uh, never have been able to sell things
1: out way in advance like this before. And you it's know, just from, do from, you feel like people have a better understanding of you? Yeah, they... for
0: sure. Yeah, and two things have happened. One, I, I put out that Comedy Central special, my last one, Talking Monkeys in Space, which is a good, it was one of the, my best ones. It was a, a real representative of a real set, too, because a lot of times you're doing them. When did like you release it? A year and a half, two years ago, something like that, a year and a half. And um, when that came out, it was on Comedy Central even less, like less than a year ago. Um, That made a big difference because then people said, oh, but the fucking, he's actually got material. It's actually funny. You know what's actually,
1: Bill Burr said Netflix has been big for him.
0: I have a one on Netflix as well. My first one I did was on Netflix. Netflix produced it in 2005 and then Showtime bought it. So it was on Showtime in 2006. But that wasn't as good as my Talking Monkeys in Space one. That's my best one
1: yeah i mean so that would be i i finally have i could do an hour so i may so that's when you're going to do these music centers and a little you know clubs Well, yeah i'm just i'm gonna go out and start doing an hour and and then and then hopefully i'll uh hopefully i can and you know i i would also like to direct my own hour i think that would just be like a dicky that'd be cool i think it'd be cool cool. like really cool yeah like because i don't think anyone louis probably done it um but uh, but yeah, I just I'm sort of like aspirational again. I just want to take the all of the, like the sort of corporate shit out of it because mm-hmm. I just think it's it sets up a shitty yeah. Like I don't want to shoot something and then someone go like they the audience will may not see this right. And it's like right. yeah, but I shot it right. And Phil, like me and Dove did a pilot for Showtime, and it's not bad. Like, Dove Davidoff, yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, oh, me and Dove do a thing. This just, if there's any comedians listening, this is really helpful. Once a week, we have to write thousand word essays and give them to each other. Like, so we have. You guys are gay as fuck. Bro. We're really, yeah. <laughs> uh, we have to, and so we have to, uh, so it just helps writing. right? You know? it
0: forces yourself uh, to write. But
1: yeah, so just the idea that people aren't... You should
0: write a book. You guys should both co-write a book. And <laughs> you know that the, the essays that you write to each other back and forth for a year. Yeah, that's a fucking a, I mean, great they're not idea. They're
1: toward each other. They're just like about... They're basically stand-up bits just trying to flesh them out. Yeah. But it's not like Dove,
0: <laughs> the the, fat, the past week with you. I think a, we should start doing that. You and me. We'll
1: write to each other. And we'll I make a book writing. out of it.
2: If you want to talk to each other, we can make a podcast. I'm scared. Well. Scared to write.
1: Um, scared to be judged. <laughs> uh Florida. yeah so so i yeah just doing shit from the ground up i guess cool i mean you know i don't really have i'm doing a bunch of dates which are i'll be posting what am i what the fuck I, i'm in chicago this weekend doing a well, yeah i'm doing a show with uh, george lopez at the vic theater called viva. so you're opening for him viva Larissa no it's like a heat everybody does like 20 it's like four people do 20 minutes and he really yeah called viva larisa what is it uh, they've done like three of them. Are you Spanish? Well, um, <laughs> no, but I am a hard worker. Um, uh, are you they, willing to get a tan? Uh, uh, they, uh, no, I don't, it's just George. I think he just sees it as like a way to, uh, have people that he thinks are funny do time and he MCs and, and then I'm, I'm open for Seth, uh, on Seth Seth Myers. Myers yeah. I think that's at the that's somewhere in Chicago. It's so weird that you're friends. you look so similar. I know <laughs> it is fucking odd, like people think we're brothers right? yeah, um if we were brothers, I wouldn't speak to them <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, it's a family joke. you guys get it, so you've been through a lot of
0: shit, but it seems like you're having a good time.
1: yeah, man. I mean, uh, sorry to blow your mics up, but uh but yeah, like the Chappelle thing was not easy on me like it was not I don't even think I realized it, like how sort of rough it was the the because it. You know, we were best friends for like twelve years before that. So, would you ever so, come on
2: Doctor Phil and maybe with him and to work it
1: out? No, maybe... <laughs> no We've uh, <laughs> Doctor Phil would probably. Oh, well, no. Uh, Doctor Drew. Doctor Phil. Dr. Drew would probably no, me and Dave are cool now. Me and Dave are cool now. So. What happened with him on the
0: plane when he freaked out? You, any information about that? Uh, he's on a plane somewhere, and they they've actually
1: shortened the flight and landed early because he was uh, freaking out. Well, he told me that they were, f- the pilot was, fucking with him and just being a dick. To, really? for TMZ. I don't know, for TMZ. Or like they uh, TMZ was like there when they landed or something like I don't know. That's what he told me. I didn't like the pilot called TMZ from the cockpit? No, I don't I honestly I have no idea. That's he told me that the pilot was being a dick and like fucking with him and like doing this with the controllers or something. What? I don't know. That's what he told me. And then when he got How high was he? I don't know if he smokes weed anymore. I don't he what? may not. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Exactly. Yeah, he How may, is that he may possible. Not. You he may
0: not. Really? Yeah. I can't even wrap my head around that. How is it possible that he wouldn't be smoking weed? I don't I don't some people don't smoke weed. Yeah, but when they smoke that
1: much weed a lot of well, times. Well, I have stick a theory about black weed smokers and white weed smokers, <laughs> which is I've never met a black burnout. But yet like, there's no, like, hey, like, black hippies. Whereas white people can get fucking completely burnt out. I don't know what it is, but we actually did, like, a, a, a study. We did a thing on Chappelle Show where I think maybe the day you were there, where Snoop got high with a bunch of people. Uh we and we ran and Snoop got high and then a bunch of like our staff got high mm-hmm. and we ran them through a battery of tests because <laughs> I just have an idea that there is no such thing as a black burnout because Snoop is a sharp motherfucker, dude. There's a lot of black Dave Dave Chappelle is smoke more weed. He's got to be in the top thousand Americans in terms of the amount of weed he smoked that I've seen him smoke Mm -hmm. and he's the smartest guy now. Bob, I
0: think it's all misconceptions, man. A smart guy with weed is not going to be a dumb guy. It's going to be a smart guy who's high. Dumb guys on weed just get dumber. They just appear more enhanced They they, they want to talk more about their stupid ideas and they they appear even more stupid but there's plenty of black burnouts man I know a lot of them that that theory sucks I know a lot of go to the hood there's a lot of black dudes smoking weed sitting on the porch they won't do shit they're lazy as fuck there's a lot of them there's a lot of people that are smoking weed that are lazy as fuck white or black. You know, they're just lazy fucking people that they get high and they get even lazier, you know? But right. if you're a smart person, marijuana I think
1: enhances you. Uh yeah, I mean I I found that it would not enhance me, but I just didn't like it. You get the right shit? No, you get I don't. The sativa. I just I like I
0: like uh, I I personally like who I am, Joe. Do you know the difference between indica and sativa? I like how you said that, and with Joe on the end of it, you made it a personal. Yeah, attack. I made it a personal.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Do
0: you? Uh, uh, you ever... I don't know the difference. Oh, there you go. Also, the, the whole culture of it kind of bores me. And... The culture is gross. We um, we talked about this yesterday with Brian Posey, in the interest of brevity, again. The uh, there's a huge difference between indica and sativa. Indica is uh, a really relaxed, like couch high, makes you go <laughs> right. That's indica. Sativa makes you want to watch documentaries and stare at space and look through telescopes. Right. It's a totally, completely different psychoactive experience.
1: Uh, I may have never interacted with that.
0: I got some. If you <laughs> wanna try yeah. it, I'll, uh, I'll give you a roach. Use it at your own discretion. You um, don't want to be around me.
1: Yeah. So so. Uh Yeah, never uh, Don't care to um, And uh I'm trying to think of what else Yeah, I'm just I'm out Look for me I think I'm doing In the next month and a half I'm doing Portland Doing Columbus I'm doing Where Cleveland. can people find out about these Columbus. dates? uh I will post it on Twitter And also there's I have a Who Say page Who, who, say? who say What is who that? Who Say dot com It's a page <clears throat> You know People don't know this when you post shit to Twitter, Twitter owns it. So if you don't post it to somewhere originally, if you post a picture, Twitter owns the picture. They can sell it to someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, people set up these who say guys set up a a uh, they're actually through like CAA like the agency like they set up a page where so that CAA clients can tweet shit and own it because um, there's gonna be a case eventually, where someone's going to go, I, that, it was my property, and you sold it, um, but it just hasn't come about yet. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, so com slash Neil Brennan.
0: Okay, and they can find you on Twitter, Neil Brennan, N-E-A-L-B-R-E-N-N-A-N, and yeah. um, dude, thank you very much for coming on. Joe, it was a lot of fun. It really was it. a lot of fun. And it was, uh, it was a cool way back Machine, man. Oh. A, think about you at the Boston Comedy Club <laughs> no, yeah, I was back a, in the village in yeah. the late 80s. We're Whatever old people. Yeah, we are now officially.
1: We have gray pubes. <clears throat> All right, yeah, plenty of those. <laughs> Actually, I don't have any gray pubes. I thought I saw one, but it, I have some. Do you? can borrow them. The uh, <laughs> does the drugs don't help? <laughs> no, they don't help your gray Fuck. pubes. <clears throat>
0: Good night, everybody. Thank you very much. What time is this? We AM? love it's uh right now. It's well, almost no, 6 know, o'clock. What time it? It goes on- online at six. Like? No, it'll be on. Well, it's online already. People have been watching it live
1: you got to cut all that shit out of a day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you to The Fleshlight. Go to JoeRogan.net, click on the link for Fleshlight, and enter in the code name ROGAN, and you will get 15% off the number one sex toy for men. Um, Thank you very much to everybody. Uh, June 25th, Joe Diaz and I are going to be at the Carnegie Music Hall in carnegie library music hall in pittsburgh go to joe rogan.net i don't remember all these dates and then july 1st we are also going to be at the mandalay bay theater in las vegas nevada shit's gonna get crazy sun and brian's gonna be there too confirmed we just got Yay. his ticket today so if you want to rape brian that's a that's the time Yay. and uh joey diaz and ari Shafir will be there so it'll be a full death squad event and that's it. Thank you very much. We're trying to get somebody else tomorrow. Uh, someone very special. Don't know if it's gonna we're gonna be able to pull it off, but we're gonna get them sooner or later. And uh, that's it. I love you, bitches. Bye bye. Big kiss.